the deluxe version. Are you Daryl? Oh shit! Yo, this is Daryl. This cat is a hood legend. Cat is a hood legend. Cat is a hood legend. Yo, what's up? We are back again with episode, what is this? 17 of the deluxe version. If you didn't know, the deluxe version is a podcast where creators critique and converse on content and concept. I am your curator of creators, Daryl the Sharp, back at it again. And I have another guest in the building, the homie, Miss Jessica Chung. Hey! <laughs> what up? All right, that's Jessica with two Zs because they be sleeping on her. And a K. <laughs> Don't forget the K because she like Kaden. <laughs> but welcome. Thank you Thank you so much for coming through. Thank yeah, you. of course. Yeah. Love this podcast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Glad to, glad to have a homie that's a listener. And like, uh, I don't know. At the end of the point, I feel like I'm doing this selfishly for me. But the fact that people listen to it too is nice. Because I feel like it's, it's just something worth archiving. It, I don't even know. Why I do is just something that's fun to do, just something... I've always been a fan of podcasts, so it's just interesting. It's fun. Right. I feel like we always have interesting conversations over, like, group chat. Exactly. Or just, you know, creative to creative anyway, so why not record it? Real talk, that's, like, one of the inspirations. Like, that's why, like, most people that have been in that group chat are, have been on the podcast, because mm-hmm. everyone has, like, really good insights, so... I thought it was really cool to just try to bring it to life in some kind of way. So mm-hmm. uh, share with the masses, whoever wants to listen, like the 30-something people that listen every day. Shout out to them. Yeah. And the people that are on iTunes uh, or SoundCloud now, because SoundCloud is apparently here to stay now. Oh, yep. Yeah. Yep. That, thanks <laughs> to Chance, I guess. Thanks to Chance the Rapper, which thanks is cool. Chance I mean, if on. there's anyone that could keep it together, it makes sense because he's like the poster boy of this whole free platform and everything so i was hoping he would do something so i appreciate that he did do something right did you see that tweet he did about um name a sound an artist that you wouldn't know if it wasn't for soundcloud Mm-mm, i didn't and it just kind of went viral and people were that's incredible because it. it's so true like honestly i can't even think of another platform that could replace soundcloud like it's i don't know like in a way it's kind of like twitter where it's very like everything happens in real time like i don't i can't think of another place where you can like comment in real time you can uh you can like constantly repeat and then like just the the organization of it all you can just discover so much and i can't really find a way another place as organic as that which is right and it gives artists more control i mean Mm -hmm. what other platform can you you just drop something like exactly like just out of nowhere and then and then it just like the the mechanics of how it happens or how things just blow up from that like what's next like it was like mixtape artists, not SoundCloud artists. Like they're here to stay. That's what's up. Right. Yeah. But I, uh, my constant, <laughs> my constant phrase is that motherfuckers don't know you really. That the people that listen. So tell them about yourself. Um, I am a writer, mm-hmm. uh, copywriter by day at um, an ad agency, literally right next door to mm-hmm. where we are. Um, at TBWA Media Arts Lab. Mm-hmm. So I've been working on Apple ads for the past over three and a half years. Um, most recently, I worked on a set of Apple Watch films. And um, I started off in account management, moved over to the creative side two years ago. And besides that, I try to write about identity and diversity, inclusion, um, topics that I'm really passionate about. I try to stay active in the diversity communities. Mm-hmm. Um, love the network through MAPE and Ad Color. Yeah, like it's it's amazing how it happens and how how it just developed in a way like I uh, like you're even like you're very heavily involved in MAPE and Ad Color. Like you're you're miss you're miss Ad Color. That's, yeah. that's so <laughs> exciting. Year. Yeah, like so shout out to you. That's really exciting. Yeah. All right, wait. All right, so I'm really excited to be to see that happen. I don't, I don't know if, if I'm going to uh, the Ad Color Awards. I don't know. I can't afford it. Oh, try to get the sponsor. I, I should, keep, yeah. Yeah, I, when I um when it was announced, I just posted posted, 
you know, this is why I love this organization. You know, I'm honored to be Miss Ad Color this year. And I guess Miss Ad Color every year is they kind of choose someone to be the ambassador, I guess, throughout the conference and mm-hmm. award show. And um, we'll like be on stage kind of helping out, hand out the awards and stuff and kind of, I guess, show the nominees and the honorees what Ad Color is about. And um, I'm not involved in the advisory board or anything, so I'm not exactly involved year-round, but I just try to stay as close to the community as I can because I feel like they've just done so much for me in my career and just being a support system. And, I mean, that's really how I know you. And, yeah, that's that's how we um, met. Like group chat. Yeah, like, it's it's just interesting how it developed like that because uh, we all, like, barely knew each other when we, when we met at that... Uh, at that event, uh, it was out, yeah, in LA. Yeah, 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 going up. Shout out to to everybody that was involved with that. Geo and Andrew that that do going up, mm-hmm. uh, and then it just happened. And then you're uh, you were you were the one that pushed it. Like, let's start a group chat. And then yeah. uh, next thing you know, we're just, we're always hitting each other up about events or right? just things that happen. Like, it's funny how organic things like that happen. Right. And you were, were you were you weren't at the barbecue, right? The Memorial Day. Memorial Day. I I don't probably were, I wasn't. I don't think yeah, so. Yeah, I wasn't. Because I was so broke. I remember you hit me up. You were like, are you coming? I was like, I uh, probably can't go. I'm, I'm so broke. <laughs> I didn't want to be that moocher that was just trying to get pick off food. Oh, and then, so I was man, like, yeah, I didn't, wa- I didn't want, I didn't want to be that guy. So I was like, I'm oh, just going to not come. Yeah. <laughs> but it was, there was this moment by the end of the night where we were just all on Anthony's back patio. Mm-hmm. We were just talking so candidly about all the shit that we go through on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. Being like one of the only people of color on our mm-hmm. team or in the agency or the department or whatever it is. And just sharing these stories with each other and it wasn't even like talking shit about where we worked because we all appreciate our jobs and we all love what we do but there are just certain frustrations that come with being you know the only one in the room yeah like those realities of being like a creative that's yeah. a color so just yeah. having that network and us just sharing these moments together it just man like I was like man this is why ad color and these diversity organizations are so important and so great because Mm -hmm. they create a community that you otherwise may never have been a part of because what are you going to do just like look for people who look like you or other people of color yeah it's very hard like especially well with the internet it's a little it's a little easier but just having an organization like that that just sets the groundwork for it all like that's amazing yeah like tell, tell me about how you even got involved with Alcohol, we're even first heard about like Maeve or everything because mm-hmm. I, I definitely feel like I got it from me on accent. Like a friend of mine, uh, shout out to Selena if you're listening, uh, she told me about Maeve and then uh, we ended up applying together. She didn't get in, but I got in, mm-hmm. and then uh, I just ended up hearing about this whole organization. I didn't even, mm-hmm. I, I even wasn't, I wasn't really interested in advertising until I did Maeve. So uh, what yeah, college did you go to? I went to uh, Virginia Commonwealth University in Virginia. Right. Uh, like I went, like I don't tell people this too much but i went to school for interior design oh, so yeah oh exactly yeah i went to school for interior design like interior architecture but then i fell in love with graphic design again because i've been doing it since high school so that's kind of what led me to get into like what finding out what art direction was and i was oh like oh God. that's Damn, yeah. so multi-talented exactly just like this i hated that. i hated uh i hate interior design though because uh, like i wanted to design like retail spaces or or I think the one thing I got the most out of is I wanted to create experiences Uh so that's the one thing that really pushed me forward but a lot of things that they were trying to do they were trying to build like hospitals and hotels and I wasn't really interested in that or like doing the, the like how like hotel rooms are like decorated or laid out like I wasn't really interested in doing that yeah Yeah. so yeah do you know as Devlin as 
No. Oh, you got to look it up because you're a big Kanye fan. So as Devlin did um, the Glow in the Dark tour. Oh, wow. Of, yeah, we interviewed her for this uh, 30 Years of Mac project. We oh, did, that's uh, incredible. Okay. Ago. And then she has a Netflix um, Netflix did this like design series or something. Is like this that. abstract? And I think I think it is. I forget. Oh what it's my! Called, this is a run. This is a running gag because I've never like every time I have a guest on this on this podcast, they say when I was watching abstract, and I keep saying I've never seen abstract. Uh, so it's a running. Was, I think you really like I, it. I feel like I would too. I just haven't had time to actually watch it. Yeah. But I've been watching other Netflix series though. Yeah. If anything, watch the as definitely mm-hmm. episode. And then yeah. I need to watch uh, the Defiant ones too. I need to catch up on oh, that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Too, yeah. 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 So um I think i got involved because um i was i went to ut austin and mm-hmm. ut austin has one of the best ad schools in the nation so i was i majored in pr slash advertising wait hold on did you do you know andy lutz no oh wait uh, white kid uh, maybe I I, I I i just remember he went it to it was a huge school Program. I went okay. Never mind. Yeah, it's like yeah. A I went to high school with him, and I, he he went there, so oh, okay. I thought maybe I you know think there were like a few thousand in our um, in our graduating like mm-hmm. advertising class or something like that. So I majored in uh, PR slash advertising, and then I was involved in Texas Advertising Group. I was a social chair, so I was in charge of bringing all the food. I was very proud of that. Mm-hmm. I did a really good job, <laughs> and through that, just being um, involved in the college advertising community i guess um i started getting emails and they're like oh diversity stuff and i was like okay i'm asian so let me apply for this stuff i applied for most promising minority students that was through the um uh, aaf american advertising federation and then through that i learned about four a's mape and then i did that 2013 and then through mape i think i um at the time if you wanted to apply to be at color future you had to have been a graduate of like either MAPE or MDP. Oh, so you knew about Echo Future before MAPE? No, I uh, I think I think I was I forget when I applied. I think I must have been almost graduating college, and mm-hmm. I was starting to get some type of emails. And then I think I found out through an email, and then I was like, "Oh, what's this? This is so vague. It says like when a trip to LA. Like, what yeah. is this? Like, sure, for why, not why not? And so." I applied um, as like a MAPE graduate, I mm-hmm. guess, because they choose two from each. Or at the time they did. I think they opened it up to, to everyone now. But at the time they chose two from each like diversity organization. Wow. So I was chosen um, through MAPE mm-hmm. or like the, uh, one of the two out of the MAPE program that year. And so um, I remember Sally, who's in charge of the Futures program, I was talking to her and I was like, uh, can you just actually book my ticket one way? When I got it, and she was like getting all my information, and then I came out here, and I met someone, uh, Leela Anton. She was at uh, Mal at the time, and then I got an interview through her. And then ever since then, I was just like, oh my god, I got a job through. Yeah, Ad the Color. rest like, is golden. Is, yeah, yeah. Like, and I just, I remember going to Ad Color that year in 2013, and just I got really close with the Futures class. Um, I still keep in touch with a lot of them, and. Just thinking, oh my gosh, there's so many people that, like, is this what advertising is mm-hmm. like? Everyone's just, like, super cool, and we all, you know, have the mm-hmm. same interests, and everyone's just really friendly and everything, and I realized, okay, advertising isn't actually like that, yeah. because it's a <laughs> lot more, uh, it's a lot less diverse mm-hmm. than ad color, but um, having that community just set, like you said, just set the groundwork for everything, mm-hmm. and set the groundwork for, you know, who I turn to throughout my career. 
Yeah, like it's it's amazing because uh, I think even before that, like I couldn't find anyone that was interested in exactly what I wanted to do. Like no one was really in, like maybe a few people here and there were interested in interested in maybe design or art direction or anything. But finding people that had that same interest to me, that's that was just amazing to me. It was just mind blowing mm-hmm. that people like I was like, where are, where are these people been on my life? Because even when I went to school for interior design, I was maybe like one of five guys and I was in, in a class of maybe like 30 women. So, oh, yeah. So just so it, it was just so like it. Like I've always been, like I've always been, like I can always, I've always been like very, like by myself, a very token in a way. So mm-hmm. it's just, it just feels great to just find people to relate to. And we were even talking about this, like off, uh, like off, uh, like off, <laughs> off mic. But that's the phrase I'm gonna say. Uh, where we were talking about just fi- finding that relatability, like even within work or even uh, within people around us. So it's just right. amazing. Just the little things, because so much of I think advertising they you always talk about culture. That's such mm-hmm. a key word. Exactly, because that's what you're trying agency. to impact and everything. Exactly. Yeah. And they're all like, always like, oh, culture, culture, they affected mm-hmm. the culture, et cetera. And then, but if, as a person of color, you're just, it's it's hard to feel like you are a fit in with the culture a mm-hmm. lot of the times. And it really depends on the team that you have and your supervisors and just the people you're around. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, throughout my years at Mal, I've definitely had moments where I felt just so at home and I felt like I can totally be myself. And then there are moments where I feel like I can't be myself mm-hmm. and I just feel like I'm in a completely different culture. Yeah, as like, as a person of color, like I was, yeah, we were talking about this too. Like, you just basically have to be like two different people. Like, I can honestly say at work, maybe I'll say, there have, been, there have been times at work where I don't say a word. Like, I won't say a single right? thing. And then I think that's the main reason I love this podcast. Like, it gives me a chance to just like, say whatever the fuck I want for two hours. Mm-hmm. But so there's some days at work where I'll say absolutely nothing and I'll just be like, just listen to music or just working the entire day and I won't say a word to anything, anybody. Right? Mm-hmm. And that's why, and when I first started working at Mal, I was working on, um, I didn't realize at the time how lucky I was mm-hmm. in working with so many of uh, people who just became my friends. Like, we just really got along. Mm-hmm. I was working with maybe like three Filipinos and our account director was Chinese American. And it was just, we all went to go eat ramen together. And we would just, my uh, best friend now, Mike Bautista, who works at Droga mm-hmm. in New York, um, him and I would just like, we'd be at the office at 11 p.m. dancing to Beyonce on the table. Nice. Like it was just, I didn't realize what I had at the moment, but it was just this like almost golden era to me of working with people that I just feel so comfortable around. Mm-hmm. And then now it's funny because um, I think like a couple people from work follow me on Instagram story and I'm just like all my way there. Exactly, I'm like all happy. Yeah. I'm like dancing in my yeah. car, like singing. And then I get to work and I'm just like, mm, exactly like, hi. hi, <laughs> hi. And it's just, I don't mean to be that way. It's just, I don't feel comfortable. Exactly. Like, what are we like, uh, like, what are we going to talk about? Or or I can even say like in like the brand that I work with, I'm probably maybe like one of two guys that, Mm. or three guys, sorry. Uh, that's like really, really involved, uh, with everything. But a lot of times I don't really like, we'll talk about things, but what are we, what can we really relate to? Like, yeah. Yeah. And it's hard because like everyone I work with is really nice. Like no one's an asshole. They're, um, they're cool people and you know sometimes like we'll make conversation here and they're like oh what'd you do this weekend this and that but then there comes this like block almost Mm -hmm. where okay we can't really talk about there's not much for us to relate exactly and i try because i pride myself on being someone who can kind of make a conversation with anyone but i can only make a conversation for them for however many minutes Mm -hmm. and then 
I'm just, or if I'm in a room with, you know, 10 other dudes and they're talking about something that I just cannot relate to, like if it's cars and like the engine speeds and whatnot, and I'm like, I really do not know what I can add to this yeah. conversation. So I'm just going to put my headphones in and be in the corner and like do my own thing. Have they found ways to maybe like, have they found ways that work maybe to push the culture for you? Like maybe have like a happy hour or something that they kind of maybe like, maybe like is like uh like influences or maybe pushes that uh that ability to like become become more comfortable in your environment has that happened a lot i've seen this more in other departments but so i guess i've worked in uh the account management department for 18 months and then i switched over i've been working in the creative department for two years and it's crazy the difference i mm-hmm. feel like when i was in account management everyone was super close they looked out for each other there was just this camaraderie we'd got to eat together there would be you know events where we'd um i wasn't there but one time they like took everyone out on a boat wow had a boat party like stuff uh-huh. like that yeah. that was a very rare rare occurrence mm-hmm. but um i think the creative department and i think this is like this in a lot of agencies too the creative department is a lot more siloed and isolated. And I, I will, I agree with yeah. that, like a hundred percent. Like, like you're, like in a lot of ways, you're creating like the face of of the work, but uh, in a lot of ways, you're just to yourself, or you're, you're you, are. you are, you are very isolated. Like I couldn't have said better. Competing with each other, exactly. Because your idea, you want your idea to get sold more than another, and I've never really thought about it like mm-hmm. that. Um, and I don't really feel that for my coworkers ever, like directly. But yeah. I think there's just this general aura of like, okay, you're actually competing against each other. Don't share your ideas. Mm-hmm. Be careful, you know, the things that you say. And there, I think because we're out of the office so much too, like we're on shoots or we're on productions, mm-hmm. or it's just we're working all over the place. We, I don't, I don't know that many people in my department. Whereas mm-hmm. I knew almost every single person in the account management yeah. department. Like they're like I've been at the spot I'm at, I've been at now for maybe like eight months, and I, I feel like I barely know people. Or there, there's some people like I've seen there. I've been there the entire eight months. I've maybe said maybe two words to them. Right. Yeah. I know that's one thing about yeah. being creative that I'm like, oh, I, it's amazing because I get to, you know, use my my creativity and have a vision, and and there are amazing things about it. But one thing I really miss. Um, about being in account management is this sense of like com- always interacting, communicating mm-hmm. with people. Because now it's like, oh, here's your brief. All right, you go with your partner in a corner and you're just staring at each other. Exactly. Like we'll, we'll see you at the hours. at the pinup where we're talking about yeah, your ideas exactly. that you were the first draft. Right. Yeah. So there, there could be like two whole days where I talk to nobody except my partner. Mm-hmm. You know, in terms of work interactions. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's it's tragic. Uh, I think that's why I really love the idea of collectives. Like that's one thing I really preach on this podcast is the idea of collectives. Like I really want to have a collective because it's it's kind of balances what you were talking about. The idea of having like a social group of people that you can relate with, but everyone has like a certain skill and you bring that in. And there there is no competing almost in a way. Like you're bringing right. a certain skill to, uh, that complements the entire group, or you're almost learning from each other because you're so you're so comfortable from with each other. Like you're not mm-hmm. you're not competing. You're you're almost like a family in a way. Right, yeah, and there's just, like, room for everyone, and I don't know, it's, I mean, it is nice to work with a partner, to Mm -hmm. have someone to bounce ideas off of, and I really like the partner I'm working with now, but, yeah, there is this, this, yeah, the missing sense of, like, camaraderie. Exactly, exactly, yeah, like, you you gotta find, yeah, there's gotta be a way to make that better. I I don't know, like, we, like, I guess we naturally just try to compete with each other, but it it sucks in a way, it sucks. yeah. Yeah, uh, let's see. Oh, what uh, what other things have you been involved, or what's been some of your favorite stuff that you've done while at, while at Mal? Like, 
have you been involved in those I keep seeing those Apple Watch ads like with the water and like the slow motion were you oh involved? like the uh, the the videos online or the billboards? The billboards. Did no, you no. Those are so tight. Like I, I see those all the time. Yeah, but, but yeah. those are cool. Yeah. Great uh, what's been your uh, your favorite thing that you've done though? They while you've been there. Um. Definitely has been. Um, I worked on the shot on iPhone campaign for a bit, and uh, my favorite thing I worked on was uh, this shot on iPhone film called Human Family. Mm-hmm. And so we were trying to create something that speaks to the beauty of all the diverse spaces of the world. So we found um, like basically selfies, but we call them self portraits mm-hmm. of people. Um, photos that people took on their iPhones and strung them together and edit people all over the world. Like I would just be on Instagram for hours looking for cool faces wow. and interesting people and I'd look at their stories. I'd go really in depth into like their different posts and try to get any hints of like who they are as a person. Uh, my favorite person that I found was this this woman Caxme. I think she goes by Caxme mm-hmm. and she Shut uh, her. Is, 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 yeah, <laughs> she, at, yeah. I think it's like at C-A-X-M-E-E, maybe one E-W-E, I don't know. But um, she, I think her story is she had cancer when she was younger and she, uh, her leg was amputated. So she has this prosthetic leg, but her prosthetic legs are beautiful. Like she, and before her, I guess I had never really seen prosthetic legs that look different, like that have different designs and stuff. Mm -hmm. And, And she is just this beautiful woman like her her the way she her energy and what she exudes about life and she's this i think like this lifestyle blogger and she travels a lot and she just like lives this amazing life like just going to different places and capturing moments and everything so um we found this beautiful photo of her and i think two of her other friends that we used and then um, I found this Maya Angelou poem because she's like one of my favorite mm-hmm. people. Of all I time. just found out recently that I didn't know she was married to a white man. I didn't know that. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't. I didn't know that until recently. And then that kind of that kind of kills every, what everyone's talking about. Like about oh, uh, that uh, that love is love. Like I think it, it kind of supports the idea that love is love. It doesn't really matter. Yeah, Because yeah. you can be a strong black woman and still have of a, a white. Yeah. Which like um like Jessica Williams and Francesca Ramsey. They're two like very vocal strong opinionated black women who are mm-hmm. like vo- i think two of the biggest voices of this like movement for mm-hmm. you know social consciousness and like for this generation and they're both francesca ramsey is married to a white man and jessica williams is has been dating a white man like, mm-hmm. long term so it's not like and they always talk about that too because they'll get quote-unquote called out for it but it's mm-hmm. not that in no way you know changes like what they stand not for. Not at all. Not yeah. at all. Because like you get, you're just as strong. Like you know, you know who you are. Uh, you know your identity. Like you know your your strength and everything. Right. And I, I see that a lot with uh, with the videos that you do on Instagram. Like uh, like where you're you're discussing like identity and everything. If you want to talk about those for a second. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I use Instagram yeah. like a diary. Yeah, basically. like I think that's great. Like, uh, are you archiving these or anyway? Sometimes I do because people people do tell me that they're like, oh, you just like post on Instagram or something. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I don't know. Yeah. Some of it, the reason why I feel safe talking about it is because it does disappear in 24 hours. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there are times, and I've gotten better about this over the years. Like, okay, don't just like speak from anger. Now I try to be more mindful about the things that I yeah. say because like more people from work see and everything. Mm-hmm. And so I, I think I talk about, but I do 
talk about the frustrations I feel as one of the only women of color, you know, mm-hmm. or in my department. Or I do talk about, you know, the importance of of knowing your identity and owning your identity and not letting anyone tell you what you should be. Because mm-hmm. I feel like as an Asian American woman, I've struggled with that my entire life and I'm still grasping the concepts of what identity means to me. Mm-hmm. And I'm still learning about the history of Asian Americans and um, what you know Japanese Americans went through, what Chinese Americans went through, what Korean Americans went through. And because that's so different from from Koreans or Japanese or Chinese. Like mm-hmm. my mom told me so much about oh, you know, in Korea, this happened, this, this, but, and that's great. I think it's important to know, but it has nothing to do with me. I was born in Atlanta, Georgia. Mm -hmm. Like I grew, I've known nothing but America and I've, you know, had American friends. Like that's, that's what I know. So kind of learning how to balance my identity between like, okay, embracing my heritage and, you know, keeping what my mom taught me and then, all right, what is my own identity as like Jessica Chung, this specific Korean American woman, Mm -hmm. because that's so different. That could be totally different than, you know, another person, how they view their identity as Asian American woman. Do you think you've ever had like, I I, I can honestly say I've had like existential crises. Do you feel like you've had like an existential crisis in a way? Absolutely. Like, I feel like I have them a lot. Like I was telling, you know, Bennett, I was, uh, Bennett, Bennett, shout out to Bennett. Uh, I was telling him that like, basically like since I moved to LA, I have an existential crisis like every August. Oh, yeah. August. Because no, it's it's ironic in a way because I usually get like let go from my job around then, and then oh. I, like pretty much between August and December, I'm figuring out oh what's next. How am I supposed to like prepare myself for mm-hmm. this next this next coming years? Uh, or even like even the year before I moved out here, I was having that because I hated my job in DC. Where I, it wasn't my favorite job. I felt like I was I wasn't living to my full potential, and I I was just trying to figure out like the best way to be the best me. So mm. I feel like I've been going through that a lot, and like if you want to share like uh, how how you've gone through, or maybe how you have uh, resolved that those situations. Oh yeah, through my career wise or mm-hmm. my like uh, personal identity wise. I'll say personal identity. Okay, yeah, because yeah, career wise, I go through that all the yeah, time. I, like, what am I? Doing? Maybe that's it. Maybe I'm, I'm going through more thing. career existential crisis. Like I haven't really had like a personal one. I'll yeah, say that. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. yeah, because okay. yeah, I feel like at at this age, I think every Every person from like, you know, what age are you when you get out of college? 22, 23 mm-hmm. to maybe 28. I feel like we go through so many. Yeah, like the 20s are crisis. just are just crisis. discovery. Exactly. Yeah. Like, what do I want to do? Exactly. Is this the right thing? Am mm-hmm. I moving fast Yeah, it's enough? the time. To, it's no better time to make mistakes than right. in your 20s. Exactly. Yeah. But um, yeah, I've had so many identity crises, crisis, plural crises over the years, especially um, growing up in Atlanta, Georgia, where... Um, I moved around a lot, actually. Mm-hmm. So throughout Atlanta, throughout the suburbs and like outskirts of Atlanta, um, if anyone is listening from Atlanta, I grew up mm-hmm. all over Dunwoody, Decula. I have family in Sugar Hill, Swanee, Damn. Alpharetta. Like we just living. What's, so many per- what's like the age of percentage in Atlanta? Would you What would you say? I, I don't know, cause I mean, we went to like Korean churches every wow. Sunday, so there are Korean enough. Koreans for have there to be a Korean That's church. Trippy. And there's like a Korean markets and stuff. I mean, there's I, th- I there's communities, but um but they kind of form themselves. It's not like I definitely didn't see a lot of Koreans in school. I was I I don't think I had the only Korean friend I had, maybe one Korean friend was through, you know, church or something. Wow. I did not know any other Koreans or many other Asians really. Mm-hmm. And um, when I was in elementary school, I was 
definitely one of the only Asian. I think there was just one other Chinese American guy, and then one black guy, and then we were literally the only three people of color in the class. Wow. Like everyone else was white, and that was in elementary school. So I, I thought like, why do I look different? Like, why is my hair black? Why are my eyes so brown? Like. Why does my mom speak a different language than everyone else's? I was so confused. Wow. So I used to tell people I'm 75% American and only 25% Asian. Because I thought, in my head, it made sense that because I was born in Georgia, that made me 75% American. What? No, that's my sister. My sister like my sister was born in Hawaii. So like, for the uh, longest time, she thought she was Hawaiian. Uh, <laughs> like, shout out to Kelly. Uh, that, yeah. that, was, that was cute when she would do that as a kid. Like, right? Yeah. You just don't know. You don't understand the concept. Of you don't have the labels, you don't have the, the you know, just the ideas of what are the definitions of what your identity means and what race means and everything. So I was just, I was just confused and embarrassed, and I tried everything to fit in. Mm-hmm. I wrote this, I wrote this piece called um, "A Letter to My Brown Eyes" not too long ago. Oh, I, it, I, I remember that. Oh yeah, yeah and it was that. just about me like standing in the sun for hours just staring directly into the rays to try to get my eyes to be lighter Mm. to match my friends and my classmates in school i just thought everything about me that was different i thought was wrong and i hated it and i was so confused and then i went to we moved again went to a middle school where it was predominantly black and latino Mm -hmm. and latina so then i most of my friends i had like a couple white friends but then um, most of my friends were black and Latina, Latino. Mm-hmm. So then I like started dressing differently, talking differently, acting differently. Like, you know, that was when I got really into hip hop too. And then like, the photos of me are embarrassing at that time. I'm in like these giant filas or tins, <laughs> rock aware jackets, yeah. like South Pole jumpsuits. Like, it yeah, was- like even in the past few years, mm-hmm. I would say you changed a bit because like, I, like when I first saw you, I, when we, at uh, Sunnya or, or wherever the place yeah, was called. Yeah. Like, you look so different because you had glasses on the last time oh, I saw you in Chicago. Yeah, yeah. I was like, because I was like, who is that? And then you're like, oh, do you, uh, and I, was, I barely recognized you, honestly. Yeah. yeah. Man, I I wish I have like photos that I can make a timeline. You need to do like a montage or something. Throughout the years, because I just, I feel, yeah, I feel like I, I don't know, I guess I was influenced by my environment, people I was around, whatever it was. I just didn't, to be honest, looking back, I did not have an identity. Mm -hmm. And I was just trying to grasp onto other people's identities next to me looking back mm-hmm. like just that's how besides it uh maybe people around you like what other what other cultural influence like maybe people from tv or whether they need like maybe like uh maybe an actress that you really liked or maybe like a singer that you were like that maybe influenced your style not really, really though it was really just like the people around me and then i remember i mean in middle school i was really into like 50 cent and eminem and, like <laughs> that's that incredible. was what I, would, I was always listening to did you have g-unit sneakers no, I oh. didn't. I didn't. I had, I had, I had, I had a G Unit shirt oh, back yeah, yeah, in like yeah. seventh grade. Those and then, were... <laughs> like, because I was in Atlanta, so it was like Crime Mob, Lil Scrappy, yes, Lil John. Yeah. Like, I was super into that. Yeah. And then, you know, the parties that I went to, that's the only, mm-hmm. you know. And then, of course, Ludacris. And, exactly. Yeah. And, you know, Usher and all that. But, so, like, even maybe Atlanta, like when Atlanta dropped with Donald Glover, you probably, that probably had like a, like a yeah, relatable sense I to love, you. Right. Like, yeah. looking back, I'm just, Atlanta shaped a lot of who I, who I am. Mm-hmm. And, and, um, I mean, the music that has come out of there and uh, everything about, yeah, like the culture. That's yeah, especially out of now, like the music really... is very influential. Would you ever go back, mm-hmm. though? Would you ever? I would not go. I love L.A. too much. I think, like, <laughs> I, I'm I'm thankful for, you know, the influence that Atlanta has had mm-hmm. on my life. But I think, like, I. Yeah. 
don't want to. The only thing that's, that would drive me there is how how affordable it is. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because, yeah. like, I have cousins that live there and everything. So, yeah, I, yeah. I feel like compared to, to here, I'd be living like a king. Right, I, yeah, exactly. <laughs> or, or, or less of a poor boy. Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. But then when I went, I went to Houston for high school. And mm-hmm. then um, when I was in Houston, I was uh, moved around schools a lot. I went to private school, had en- had more identity crises and um of course private schools predominantly white and coming from atlanta where i didn't have that many white friends and then another culture shock Mm -hmm. and so i was just kind of isolated i kind of just became really introverted for the first time in my life and then um went back to public school uh, joined the dance team discovered the dance world and that community and then um, I started hanging out with Asians for the first time in my life in high school. Wow. And then I realized, oh, there's Asians that are like me, like yeah. Asian American people. Like I didn't, mm-hmm. I, it was, I think for the longest time I had this, this hatred for Asians because wow. I had this hatred for myself because that's what everyone around me had taught me that to, you know, cause everyone around me, they, it's not like they embraced you know the Asian sides of me or whatever mm-hmm. like if they came over ew what's that smell or oh why do you do that or like wow. why is your mom like that so I thought it was wrong and then I go to high school and then when I'm hanging out with my Asian friends we're we have so many things that we can relate to we like the same foods mm-hmm. we just get each other culturally and I was like oh my god I've been missing out yeah like, wow when from then on I was just like okay th- I can't just have one group of friends because I think that's what I did mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I love. I love about situations like that where you're maybe like, and you're barely represented. You get a chance to just embrace yourself in other cultures, and maybe that shapes you in such a unique way. Right. I think that like that's almost like it's a blessing and a curse in a way. Yeah, yeah, right. That's why I think. And then in college, I just had like so many different groups of friends, mm-hmm. and um, and then I was really involved in the dance community and the hip hop community in college too. And the hip hop community is just so diverse. Like the dance community, mm-hmm. there's just people of all. You know, sizes, orientations, mm-hmm. everything. Like it's it's incredible. It's a it's a melting pot. Yeah. It's not. Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah, for sure. Uh, let let's see. Let's go into some of these topics that that I got. Um. Oh, this kind of leads to uh, to something what you were just talking about. Uh, when I was listening to a podcast not too long ago, they were talking about how uh they made this Ellen DeGeneres joke about how. Basically, Ellen DeGeneres looks like the like the template for a lesbian. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, like, so my consensus was I was thinking was that I uh, do you think there's a difference between uh, what was I about to say? Difference between maybe like the general template of something and like a stereotype, like maybe like the basic form, like like kind of how people like I think the the easiest comparison I can think of is like a Barbie doll, like how like maybe Barbie's like the stereotype for uh, it's like the general template for maybe dolls in general but is that is that also the stereotype or is there a difference between uh between the two do you feel i think i don't know if this is what you're thinking no no like take it any way you yeah, want take okay, it any way you want the way i interpret that is because i've been thinking about stereotypes lately and and um kind of embracing your culture and sometimes i feel like i have this conflict between the two because okay i don't want to perpetuate stereotypes or buy into or, or buy into yeah, are you afraid of that a lot like you're afraid of like yeah. almost like reinforcing a stereotype exactly. by the way you are i'm afraid of that too right? especially at work yeah especially at work but then i'm like but this is 
Susie Wayne. Exactly. Like, like, like I love chicken or right, exactly. shit like Or that. like me. I'm like, exactly. I love squatting like exactly, this. Like, yeah. I know y'all call it the Asian yeah. squat, but it's comfortable. Exactly. Like, I, that, that's funny how, like, those habits become stereotypes, but they're almost true in a way. Like, yeah. But stereotypes almost make it so degrading or demeaning but you're right. like it's not a part of the culture yes or like i love noodles and i love rice mm-hmm. like, I, I feel like i wanted to tweet that one day because i was just really clean. yeah like noodles and rice to me at in any form i just love like i i could eat that every day mm-hmm. but if i tweet i love noodles and they're rice. Like, like of course you do of yeah course yeah you do. It's <laughs> like, i think i think the problem happens when people use that stereotype to degrade you or put you in a mm-hmm. box when people and it usually comes from non-people of color you mm-hmm. know and yeah. i think uh, but it can also happen from a different you know from like just another person of color who's a different ethnicity than you mm-hmm. i think it i think the problem just lies in people not understanding or seeing someone as a complex being. So yeah. like, okay, you may like chicken and I may like noodles and rice, but that's not who I am. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm also, I'm. there may be parts of me that do quote unquote perpetuate stereotypes or like, you know, I match up to stereotypical characteristics of what an Asian woman does or likes, mm-hmm. but there are also a lot of other things that may not match. Yeah, we're, we're all very three-dimensional. And, yeah. But I think uh, people just need to have to fi- find the time to actually understand that. Right, yeah. So it's like, you know, if someone says, okay, Ellen DeGeneres is like the template of what a lesbian woman mm-hmm. should look like or, look, or looks like, mm-hmm. then, yeah, obviously there are a lot of women who, you know, have like the short haircut and may dress in, you know, quote-unquote, like, you know, more... Uh, man, like mm-hmm. I don't know, not as feminine of clothing and whatnot, and this and that. But then there are also lesbian women who look nothing like Ellen DeGeneres. Exactly, like yeah, like her wife, like yeah, like yeah, yeah. So I think it's just understanding that yes, these stereotypes, and and I guess, I mean, I want to be careful in saying this, but like stereotypes come from something. Right? They do, I like think- they're they're. Uh, uh, they're almost like exaggerated truths in a exactly. way. Exactly. They're, they're nothing yeah. but exaggerated there's, truths. There's truths, but it's just picking certain truths. Mm-hmm. And it's really, and it's running with that. Mm-hmm. And usually the people who run with it are, you know, like media or, you know. Yeah, like they'll, they'll run with that or they'll, they'll take that and uh, basically put that in the forefront of maybe some, like almost like ruining the balance of other truths in a way. Yeah, but. exactly. Yeah. And not making space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, yeah. Uh, I think this might be a time where I share like one of my my smart dumb ideas. Okay. <laughs> That's what I like. Like part of the the list I sent you was like some smart dumb ideas that I had. And mm-hmm. one idea, like I uh, this is this is just me throwing things out there. Like I don't expect you to judge it or anything. But mm-hmm. an idea that hit me was that I feel like we're in a time like with mumble rap that I thought it'd be it'd be so much fun if someone does like a guitar hero where someone like rides a beat. Like, you know how, how uh, like, Young Thug, like, I love Young Thug. I love the way he rides the beat. But they should do that with Guitar Hero, like, uh, like with the beats. You're, uh, like, I remember with uh, with Rock Band, like, you like they actually had to balance the way you talk, uh, like, the way you sing. And that's how you could tell if you're failing or you're uh, succeeding uh, in the song. So it would be so much fun if, they, if someone did that, like, uh, like Activision get on that. Everyone said whoever is listening that works at seventy two like talk to Activision and get on that. <laughs> All right, so that could be fun. That that would be very interesting. yeah yeah like because uh, mumble rap is is the wave right now. Right yeah, yeah. Uh, we love it or we hate exactly. it. Exactly like it's it's, it's, it's the moment. Uh, 
and I don't know, I had this other like I had this other thought about uh with the with the Jay Z album that came out recently. Mm-hmm. I was thinking that I don't know, I kept thinking about Jay Z lemonade stands. Something <laughs> like that. Uh, and then it it made me think like as I was riding in the car today that it would be so interesting if like how Jay Z his upcoming came from drugs and it would be interesting to do like some kind of short film where Blue Ivy is like doing lemonade stands and it's kinda of yeah. her come up in a way, like just hustling in a way. But she's got money, so I don't know why that would really matter. Yeah, and then <laughs> Blue Ivy can do her freestyles. Exactly. Like, what did you think of that freestyle? Like it was it was so like I think that's what inspired the ride the beat thing, like the the fact that she was riding the beat. Right. Yeah, like like because she wasn't yeah. really saying much, like. But she was on beat, which yeah. was which is incredible. I know, right? Yeah. I mean, you can't expect is she four? You can't yeah. expect a four year old to to just have, have bars. bars, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. but the fact that she was writing the beat, mm-hmm. I think, was like the most what blew everyone. Exactly, away. like the fact that she was like, okay, you're just like nodding yeah. to you, like oh, oh snap. I really want to know if. Jay-Z gave her the line of never seen a ceiling in my life. Like that that is pretty deep. That is that is pretty deep, like especially from coming from a four year old. She was like, like I just like I just been Yeah, I've just been stunned since that since I came out the womb. Right? Like I don't see limits. Exactly. Really? Oh mm-hmm. my gosh. I don't know. Maybe she really she really did come up with it. Mm-hmm. Like that just off the top of the dome. What other like there's so much content that came out today, but what's been something that really grabbed you this week that like something like some kind of content or something like a video or an article that you saw that you were like, Oh, Hmm. Ooh, I think there was this, um, I don't know when it came out, but I saw some people on my newsfeed posting this article by the New York times called, uh, I think it's real men get made fun of or real men don't mind getting made fun of or something like that and oh was, that's interesting that's that reminds me of something that i heard like the other day that like, men's real strength comes from their vulnerability oh yeah, yeah yeah i think it was but i think it was specifically talking about how men uh real men who are not you know they don't have this like fragile sense of masculinity so they don't mind speaking up for women and standing up for women mm-hmm. and advocating for women but when you do that, a lot of the times men get made fun of because they're like, oh, what are you like? A, you know, you're just so sensitive and like, oh, come on. You're just being like a wimp or you're being a wussy or mm-hmm. really you're just like saying that because she's saying or whatever it is. Like, mm-hmm. um, I and I've seen this happen to guys before because um, I have some friends who are, you know, advocates for women. And there was a, a moment where um, a friend stood up for me. And the guys in the room were like, oh, guess we can't say anything in front of them too because they're too sensitive. Wow. And I was like, oh man, like me, that I've heard that so much, so it just rolls off my back, mm-hmm. right? But for a man, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh God, I hate when I can feel the pain because I know that for a man, that's something that's... Could you put into yeah. like a tight space? Because you're, you're really trying your best to like defend this, this exactly. situation, but... Uh, but they're you're putting they're putting your masculinity to the test, which is which is yeah. which is not cool at all. Exactly because just because of what someone else thinks masculinity is, or just because someone else doesn't get the concept of you know you know how to not offend a woman, or you know things that a woman may find offensive, and just because that person doesn't think it's offensive, they're like, oh, you're just being you know a wussy or whatever, and it sucks because men then are punished sometimes for standing up for women and then it, that discourages men from standing up for them mm-hmm. so it's like this 
So I think that article, I need to look back and read the whole thing, but I think it was just talking about real men. You know, they put themselves on the line despite that. What I love, though, is that over time, everything has become a spectrum. Like, sexuality is a spectrum. Uh, uh, Masculinity is a spectrum. Mm -hmm. Like, everything... Like everything is like embraced in a way that that you can take like bits and pieces and you know that uh, it still counts in a way. Right. And I think even throughout the years, as I've gotten older, what I see as um, masculine has changed so much. And what I see is like because a real man to me is not afraid to show emotions. A real man to me is just like a real woman is is not afraid to do this or that. Or mm-hmm. It's just I don't see, I think think it's less about gender roles and what you should or shouldn't be it's just being real to who you are exactly exactly like being whatever. your full being your full identity like being yeah. like keeping it 100 yeah exactly <laughs> 100 yeah uh let's see uh something that's really been interesting is that i oh we were talking about this earlier like uh, that, I, that I wanted to ask you because we we're talking about how we always have all, all these different ideas and like uh and balancing ideas so have you thought of anything like how how do you balance your ideas like the like do you balance them or maybe uh their importance to you or how you're feeling them or maybe or what i've been trying to do is i have so many ideas especially when it comes to like uh these animations i've been doing like making them topical like making sure mm-hmm. that the, the most topical stuff happens like immediately mm-hmm. so how do you balance maybe ideas that, that you've been hitting like uh with, as far as content you create or uh, or maybe or things you want to do mm-hmm. yeah i think I think I need to do a better job at actually just getting over that mindset of like, oh, what if it's not good enough? Or like, oh, I don't know. Mm -hmm. There's already something that exists like that out there. Mm -hmm. I don't want to look like I'm copying or I don't. And it's really just not. It's just I need to stop giving a fuck. Yeah, someone someone basically told me that er like no idea is original. Like everything is like influenced by something else. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, I have running lists on my phone of like you know thoughts or skits or mm-hmm. um just you know like ideas video ideas or whatever it is and um like i've been wanting to start this like podcast um which is now turned into an idea of just different ways of highlighting people of color working in the creative industry yeah even the the video series you were doing with susan that was really that was really yeah, good like, like, I, I love talk. that yeah my my love issue that. is i'll like start something i'll get hyped on it and then i'll like and then i'll get distracted and yeah I'll move on to something like else. i feel the same way too like a lot of things like i'm i'm basically the one that's pushing myself to be consistent because i see so many so many right. other people being consistent i'm like i gotta kind of do this too yeah honestly that's how and that's how people pop off because consistency and quality mm-hmm. I mean, you obviously have to have good content and everything yeah but really a lot of people it's not that hard to make one piece of good content right mm-hmm. but it's doing it consistently yeah, yeah it's doing it consistently and like actually making sure that you're continuously putting things out there for people to consume and to build a brand off of That's what uh what's been like questioning me or what's uh what's really been bothering me a lot lately is that I I almost wonder how people like like Frank Ocean, Beyonce, like how do they do something that's so like it's almost like non it's not inconsistent mm-hmm. in a way, but it's amazing. So mm-hmm. it's very rare that people can do that. And I think I think I've thought of a solution for Frank Ocean, but I haven't thought of it for Beyonce. It's that Frank Ocean, like he'll lead so like he leads the expectations so low for his delivery that uh, whatever you love, <laughs> he'll appreciate. But yeah. it's it's very true. Like just whatever he creates, like he can make things like he's made like it took maybe like what four years for for Blonde to come out, but mm-hmm. people embrace their like when is it coming out? When is it coming out? And as soon as it came out, 
bam, classic, or bam, people loved it. But yeah. I don't know too many people that can do the same thing. And I, I, I almost wonder, like, uh, like what kind of person do you have to be? Do you have to be just that good to, to make it happen? Or I know, it's hard. But I really am in the belief that, um, that anyone can become successful if they just do not, it's so cliche as it sounds, they just don't give up. Mm-hmm. Like, if you have the passion, and obviously you can't, like if I try to go out there and be an Olympic swimmer right now, it would just be like a waste of time, right? Because I can't swim and I hate the water. I didn't know you couldn't some, swim. Yeah, I just, oh. I'm not good with water. Oh. So there are some things like you should obviously be smart about, you know, gravitate towards the things that you at least have interest in mm-hmm. or have some sort of aptitude in. But I really think, like, for example, my sister, she's a musician, she's an artist, and she sings and she plays guitar and piano, she writes songs, and I've seen her growth over the years, and she's she has an amazing voice, and I think she has all the ingredients to become successful, like, you know, um, her, the, her songwriting skills, her voice, her musical talent, her ears, her taste, everything, it's just a matter, it's just going to be a matter of persistence mm-hmm. you know like persistence it's yeah just... i think the the chemical x is, is timing really yeah, yeah. The chemi- you the just chemical cannot x is give up like i really think if someone is is decent at something because they're only going to get better with time right? mm-hmm. so if someone is decent at something and they don't stop doing it how could you eventually it may take it may take two years five years ten years i mean look at people like john ham mm-hmm. or i think tina fey kind of took a while too or yeah like, like there's so many people that like they got their start so late like uh like people were talking about how jk rowling got her start off exactly. late people like she was like living off i think welfare and not doing that great before yeah. her first book came out so i don't know it's just it's really a matter of if you just don't put the book or the pen or the camera or whatever it mm-hmm. is down I don't think that you can fail. Exactly. Is I uh, do you think your sister was involved in any way? Like, was she influential in maybe you wanting to do copywriting or involved in? Or no, because I think like I think looking back, um, I try to figure out wait, where did why are my sister and I in these creative fields and like how do we turn out this mm-hmm. way? Yeah, that's the same thing with me. Because like uh, like what do you, if you don't mind telling what do you, what do your like parents do for yeah, do for a living? Yeah, so my my mom. Um, I haven't really had a relationship with my dad, but he's like more physics, like science math mm-hmm. based. I didn't get any of that. But my mom is an artist. She's been an artist her entire life. She's wow. done nothing but art. So she went to, she got, she was like one of two people in Korea to get a full scholarship to like Korea's best art university. That's incredible. She's like, I mean, she came to America and she has just been teaching art. I don't think she like, ever kind of hit her peak mm-hmm. of what she could do as an artist but um she's so i grew up with like you know just painting sculptures in the house like everything it at the time i didn't realize the influence had on me but she would we had an art room and she would just take me in there and like teach me how to paint sometimes Yo, i never that's got incredible. good at it but um she also she also sang like she would always she would just sometimes i just come downstairs and she'd be on the piano like singing and she knows how to play like all these random instruments Mm -hmm. um she what else like throughout her career i mean she's had different art related jobs like she was a jewelry designer an interior designer uh like decorator just all these different things and my grandma has um she knows how to make clothes and she's cut hair and 
my grandpa was a photographer in Korea and a poet and a pastor and then and my aunt was a fashion designer and a model for for years and uh, before she got married and she became like a stay-at-home mom but now looking back I'm like oh my whole family was artistic that's incredible like I, honestly I didn't have that kind of upbringing like my, my dad's in the military and or he was in the military he retired recently mm-hmm. uh, and my mom is a is just a, a math as a school teacher oh. so it's funny just seeing like how everyone's influence come from because I don't know how, where that creative like ambition came from like yeah. uh no one in my family really like that and then even my sister like she wants to do like like screenwriting so mm. I, I, it's just funny like finding where that comes from or maybe because we, we spent so much so much time like in front of tv and everything right? that maybe yeah. that's maybe that's why but i know i try yeah. to figure out and i'm like well i guess i think i was always just a really emotional kid mm-hmm. and i had so many thoughts that i always had to write it down so i've always been a writer mm. in that sense like i used to you know journal all the time or write poems and I went through my, you know, like angst, teen angst years in middle school where I'd just like be in this dark corner scribbling in my notebook. Wow. And like looking back, I feel like uh, this is something Steve Jobs said too. When you, uh, I don't know the exact quote, but something about when you look back on your life, it's so easy to connect the dots. Mm. Whereas looking forward, you you don't know. That's so true. Like, like every, like it's almost like, uh, like a, a scene path already, like looking back. Like I think... That, that leads to another topic I was going to talk about the fact that we value nostalgia so much like yeah. nostalgia is put, put on such a pedestal but a lot of times it's like bullshit like we'll talk about a movie we loved as a kid but at the same time someone that's just seen it for the first time they'll be like oh that shit yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so it's just yeah and then even my sister she has um, I think just growing up with my mom singing and just like the piano being mm-hmm. there and I played the violin for like 12 years too just being in this household then she started singing and she had this love for music and then songwriting and everything I guess same because she was like an emotional kid too so I guess we both just kind of gravitated towards these creative industries mm-hmm. because of our personalities and our influences when you were doing account management like were you always set on doing copywriting after like how, how did that happen no I was um I think People would always assume that I was in creative. People actually assumed that I was an art director. People assume like, that no. People always assume like you know how me and Josh would hang out. Josh Lee. Oh yeah. Yeah. People would always assume Josh was the art director and I, and oh, I was really? the copywriter all the time. Oh, <laughs> so yeah, I, I can I'm totally uh, I I can relate with you. On right. That. Yeah. yeah. But for some reason they're like, oh, you just have your age and you must be glass. you must be an art director. Yeah, yeah. Or like the pink glasses. And That's like pink true. Hair yeah. And I'm like wearing polka dots and this, these funky yeah. outfits. Like you just like, look like you use a Wacom tablet and just yeah, spend exactly. time on Photoshop. Exactly. Yeah. I'm like, I don't even know how to open Photoshop. So, <laughs> That's funny. I like, um, so I guess when I was, uh, I think what I loved about account management was was the people interaction aspect of mm-hmm. it because I've just always been a people person. Mm-hmm. And so jumping from here to there and getting to know everyone and my style was very much like if I want to get something done, I'll sit with the person and really like try to work through it with them and that's how I learned about all these different departments and that's how I learned more about the creative department because I'd sit with the creatives and then be and kind of help them and then I developed a good relationship with the creatives on my team and I was working on this intense project that was just like crazy hours just so many pieces of content flying everywhere so I knew that they were swamped and I just kind of write stuff by myself and like slide it to them like hey I know you're really busy and I know this is needed like you don't have to do anything with this but I just wanted to you know if this is helpful in any way like super just mm-hmm. you know slid it under their Loki door Loki as a creative I kind of hate that like it's it's a 
it's a nice favor, but it's still a favor. And I'm like, yeah, fuck, yeah. I'm doing all this other stuff. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like, it's just, I think I, I gauged it and I gauged the relationship I had with the creatives at the time too because it was people that, you know, I like had good repertoire with and everything. So they were like, oh, this is great. You're actually a really good writer. Do you want to be in the creative department? Like, if mm-hmm. you let me know and I can try to help you out or answer any questions. So I was like, hmm, okay, I guess... All right, if someone else sees this talent in me and if someone else says I'm a good writer too, because I legit did not think I was a great writer. Mm-hmm. I always knew I was a good writer because in school, I just knew that I was one of the better writers in the class, but I was, I never thought I was just so phenomenal that mm-hmm. I need to, this is my calling or whatever. So then um, I had it in the back of my mind, but I didn't know ex- the exact steps. Also, Mal's creatives are like top notch. Like they come from you know, Google Creative Lab. That's what's and up. Everyone has gone through, you know, some type of portfolio school, like Creative Circus or VCU or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, who am I? To, I'm not about to yeah. like try to get into the creative department when I have no portfolio, no experience. Like these people are way older than me. I'm like, I can't. Yeah, stuff like that is going to be, is really intimidating. Yeah, I was like, I, that's not, I just didn't want to offend anyone. And I didn't think I was in a place mm-hmm. to. And so I think I just kind of kept quiet and um, just did my job. And then I made a uh, Beyonce remake video. It was like that 7-Eleven music video. Oh. Yeah. So I just, I made the video on my iPhone with friends. Like I just called up a bunch of dancer friends. I was like, can you just do this video with me? Mm -hmm. I was like directing my friends at like this Thanksgiving potluck. And then I just all tried to um, remake it like, scene by scene and then mm-hmm. kind of put my own twist into it too change some stuff up and I edited it and it was really fun for me it was just a fun little project that I did over Thanksgiving break and then at a holiday Christmas party when um, at our managing director's house so it was the entire account management department there um, I was talking to the managing director's wife and we were like oh something something Beyonce came up because you know Beyonce comes up in random conversations yeah, sometimes Beyonce, Beyonce's like because Beyonce's yeah Beyonce and then I was like oh I just made this video like just kind of threw it out there and she's like oh no you have to show me so it was on my phone I showed her and then he was like oh you got, she called her husband over you gotta come see this and I'm like oh god I've literally said like one word to him ever like hello and this is not oh my gosh this is basically like my boss's boss's boss oh god oh shit and then he was like oh god Erica Erica the president of the agency what you the have to fuck? come here and see this and I was like oh my god I'm like twerking <laughs> in this and oh this is not professional and like I I I was so I'm just an assistant That's accounting executive yeah. I'm like so low on the totem pole I have no business interacting with them mm-hmm. so I was like oh god their introduction of me is gonna be me Beyonce oh so, but they love the video they're like oh my god you made this is amazing they're like can you make more videos like this and so I made these two other videos I like shot one on iPad and on iPhone and I showed them for this like project thing that they were doing and they were like oh this is amazing you might be in the wrong department and I was like Sure. <laughs> if you say so, yeah. if the president of your agency says so. So then um, the president of the agency got me a, a meeting with the chief creative officer, and I kind of spent a week putting all the work I could think of together. And I like got briefs, current briefs that was around the agency, and I like made a video, my, my own, like shot on iPhone, edit to it, and kind of like put 
all these pieces together. Like I wrote a manifesto, a script, just put anything I could put together to show them, hey, I can write and I really want to do this. And That's then, incredible. Yeah. So like we had the meeting. It was so nerve wracking. I was so scared that he was just going to be like, um, so this is not what we're looking for. Like go to school and then come back in a few years. <laughs> but he was like, hey, you're a great writer and you, I love your style. Let's get you on some projects. So I was doing both for a while. And then um, after kind of like this trial period of doing both and like straddling two jobs, basically, then they moved me over. What I love, though, like you almost you've you almost like done the dirty work already. Like you like you don't like you wouldn't even have to go back to portfolio school because you're already there. Yeah. And, but yeah. Uh, I but you're preaching on something that I, I agree on or, or what I've learned, too, is that uh, these passion projects, like the ones you do the most, they show the most. You, they show your greatest strengths in the way, and they show mm-hmm. what you're interested in. Like, Absolutely. and I think, uh, I think it kind of led to something that I realized. I like having a job that I semi hate because <laughs> it, it it forces me to do to do stuff uh, on my own. Like, uh, like with the stuff I'm doing, like, uh, like, like even with this podcast or just like uh, the Connie animations or stuff like that. Like, it just it gives me a chance to do stuff that I that no one's telling me what to do mm-hmm. and I have like 100% control on and I think that's uh that's amazing like mm-hmm. you you doing that with uh with the 711 video just being in complete control and showing that your full vision instead of having a creative director saying oh uh it's it could be better or something right, like that exactly. yeah exactly it was just right that's what that's why passion projects are great because especially for creatives in any industry if you're working for an industry, it's a business. And in a business, you're going to have people to answer to. And you're never going to be able to... When money's involved, you're never going to be able to have a full creative control. Exactly. And and that's that's fine sometimes because, you know, obviously, like, collaboration is great too. And if you're working, especially for a brand, you're writing for that brand and that voice. But there's something great about just being able to, like, think of something and then create it and, yeah, not have Yeah, just, just on a whim and everything. Like, yeah. I... I, we were talking about collectors earlier. Would you want to be in a collective, or do, do you ever see yourself in a collective? In what a, like what what would a collective like? Uh, like there's a like I always use this as an example. Like one of my favorite collectors is this group called the Madbury Club. They do a lot of stuff in New York. Like they're done stuff. Like it's just a group of kids. Like they've done stuff for like Puma or oh, Nike amazing. or Adidas. Like exactly. It's just like a group of kids, maybe in like their late twenties, oh, wow. and they they have a studio in New York, and they just make shit. And I, what I, that would be amazing. Exactly. Like that's that's a dream of mine. Like uh, just to just to have a group of people I fuck with, and we just all have these specific talents, and we just ah. make things for brands. Like that would we be. We should do it. We should do that. Yeah. Like yeah, that would be so much fun. Like right? I always think of like random. <laughs> Random names, super collectives. Like I think, what 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 is one I thought of? I, uh, I uh, damn forgot. Oh, uh, the protagonators. Like I, uh, uh-huh. so the protagonists, like protagonators or something, or no procrastinators. Uh-huh. That was it. Because like procrastinate, procrastinators. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah. So like that is just front front of me. Like uh, or even like rappers like that influenced me, like a Tribe Called Quest, and just uh-huh. how they uh they did like these uh these mashups with with um the jungle brothers and de la soul like stuff mm-hmm. like that was was really influential like stuff like that is just because uh and anime i was talking about this one episodes is that like collectors are the future like collect like agencies almost want to be collectives in a way or, or they hire collectives in a, in a way to to bring forth the the culture that they're mm-hmm. trying to bring like uh like like they're almost like the avengers in a way right yeah oh, that would be so cool yeah 
Like I feel like we almost have that with with like uh, the group chat and everything. Like everyone, I know, right? everyone we has just their need to get a project. And exactly, everyone has that. their their specific skills, and we all like uh, bring each other to like collaborate in some kind of like like uh, like with Jay. He was doing the the photo shoot with you that, yeah, so that was yeah. that was really amazing. Uh, stuff like that, and even like uh, like you guys coming through here for the podcast. Mm-hmm. So it's it's there. It's there. Okay, yeah. we should work. On yeah, that. we need them. We should, yeah, we need to make that happen. Right. Uh, let's see. What what other stuff are we talking about? Uh, da, da, da. uh oh wait, you wanted to talk about the Beyonce photo, like uh, or just or was there something specific you wanted to say about oh, it? Oh no, just oh. the fact that like <laughs> that is, I think I saw it maybe a, two minutes after she posted. I really? Just, oh, do I you just subscri- so happen? Do you subscribe to, to her? Do you get notifications from her? No, I don't. But I just so happened to open Instagram like two minutes after she posted so it was the first photo on my feed Mm -hmm. and I was almost like whoa I never I rarely see Beyonce photos like from Beyonce I always see them you know in the news yeah like yeah I didn't see it first like I saw it on uh like uh on Cycle Cycle did a parody of it uh which is really no speaking of that like one of my goals is that I want to do more Cycle stuff because like laundry service is like uh, it's the they collab their cycles within their uh their community Mm -hmm. because it's almost like I think it's better than complex in a way, like they the uh, the memes they do and all because you see them all the time. Mm-hmm. So I would love to do that more, more, mm-hmm. and that'd be really great. Yeah, that photo was just I saw it and I was like, oh gosh, it's it's about to be everywhere. Exactly. Like I just knew I was like, whoa, this is, yep, this is the moment. Yeah, I don't even think uh, she showed blue that early. Like I think that's really cool. I know, yeah, right. And the, those babies just like you know just nuzzled there, yeah. in her arm while yeah. she's in this ten tiered yeah. flowing dress, like just I. I think my friend and I, I was on the phone with, with uh, my best friend Susan while that photo came up and we were just talking about like, man, the creative direction that she was probably giving, like, okay, yeah. I want a floral, you know, wreath type, you know, uh, what are those things called? Like the, it's like the things that people get married under. Ve- not a veil. What, the I, no, I, the, the awning? Like, I want to yeah, say, I want to like say awning. I like a balcony. I don't know. Whatever it was. I want like this floral piece behind me. Then I want like a baby blue veil. I want all these colors. I want like this tear dress, but I want my belly to show, but I want like this. That. Like I was just imagining the, the like making of yeah i want to see the making of beyonce like photos. like a timeless so basically like all the photographers are like moving yeah, around and yeah. she's basically like you 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 yeah, you exactly. you and then she just takes a photo and then we're like go right on. <laughs> right yeah i i would love to see like the process of what mm-hmm. goes on like were there were there treatments for that photo exactly were like, there sketches like i think uh remember those uh, pregnancy photos she did like a while, like yeah. months ago. I think someone interviewed the guy who did those, and he was oh, just yeah. Oh, interesting. Uh, I think you, I think Vice did it or something. Oh, but it's really cool. Like that's what I love too. I like, or that's what I would like to do with this podcast. I would like to get to know those people or get, find a way to reach out to them and maybe talk to them for maybe like twenty minutes, see what yeah. the, where their head is at or how they're involved with that. Like, right. uh, like with Tyler's Tyler the Creator's new album, the the painter got interviewed on Pitches and Planes and they're talking about how him and Tyler just basically collabed on it and the process for that so mm-hmm. like so, so like that would be a lot of fun right yeah as a creative I'm always thinking about what is the process yeah. behind that like yeah. how did that happen how do you uh this is such a cliche question but it's, <laughs> I'm gonna say it anyway where do you get your inspiration from uh, yeah where, where do you get right your, I yeah. just I look at a lot of content mm-hmm. like I love looking at I don't know different people's videos and just 
the trends like I love looking at the the trending formats almost mm-hmm. like you see a lot of of um, Facebook kind of leading the way in terms of videos now really more oh, than YouTube that's true like yeah. even almost like people almost like do it in an asshole way of like parroting them yeah but it's, yeah. it's true how they have led the way like with the the format yeah. of like the maybe like the the text at the top and the yes, bottom exactly like that is like, very revolutionary that yeah. is very you know that came from memes exactly that's just like a video version of the meme mm-hmm. that's very and smart the subtitles even so you see more and more brands and more content creators just automatically putting subtitles or like just even just creating text mm-hmm. Because a lot of times they know that people aren't going to opt into sound and everything. That's, that is very true. Like, because uh, with Twitter, that's the one thing I feel like Twitter is lacking on. Because mm. their because uh, their videos are maybe so they're so sixteen by nine, but yeah. But Facebook, theirs are very like one by one, very boxy. Yeah, so. yeah, true. So they're very. I think that's because they're with Instagram. So maybe that's maybe that's why. Right. Yeah. But I just yeah, I love looking at at different different content creators like i have my favorite ones on you know instagram or facebook or um not so much youtube i feel like lately but just yeah kind of uh, did you ever want to be a youtube star i feel like you wanted to be a youtube i, I don't i, I would like never have, yeah. say i would want to be a youtube star because i feel like it's so like oh the the idea of like let me get famous on yeah. youtube is like no but i did at one point want to make videos mm-hmm. like i wanted to make content for youtube and then I feel like now I kind of just want to make content that can just be spread across like different That's true like like it's I, I think my balance right now I'm trying to find that that sweet spot between making something that's uh that's impactful but at the same time it's very consistent. Yeah, yeah. That that's the sweet spot I'm trying to find. Uh let's let's talk about goals I guess. Like <laughs> let's talk about your goals. Uh what's what are some goals you feel like you've had this year or what what goals do you feel like you've accomplished? Um, I feel like something I told myself at the beginning of this year was, okay, I have to do, I have to like commit to a project and see it all the way through Mm because so much of what I do is, I mean, just said earlier, like I'll get excited about something and then I'll do that for a little bit and then move on to something else without really finishing it or seeing it through. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I need to have more discipline in myself. So, I mean, um, I was doing the like fruit talk, like you know with I remember Susan. yeah mm-hmm. and then we kind of like we both got so busy and then we were we were working on another project um and yeah, you we guys have like, really good chemistry yeah we do that's why I love working with her but then it's it's really hard because I mean like I think we're just our work schedules and everything too and um, yeah, it's, it, that's the hardest part it's just finding out like yeah. like especially with doing this podcast like it's all right, I don't mind getting up on Saturday, but it's me. It's hard finding somebody that'll want to do it I on know, Saturday. Like, yeah, like that's yeah. why I'm so grateful that people are willing to come, and, yeah. or especially like, uh, like early, like semi early. Like, right, like yeah. you don't have to be on a, on a Saturday, but I appreciate anyone that's willing to come. Yeah, through. Yeah. yeah, that's why I know it's hard to, and it's hard because someone, um, you might be excited about something, and someone may not match your level of excitement yeah, exactly. like, like but then it goes through flows because then someone might be excited about something and i may not be that mm-hmm. excited about it in the moment because i'm in some type of mood or yeah something. that's all I ha- really that's why i haven't found a co-host for this podcast i know it's <laughs> just like someone to match i know someone to like match your yeah. your energy i guess yeah i think it's hard. yeah it's hard finding yeah finding someone that matches that or uh like almost like being your uh your yin to the yang like yeah. like they're almost they almost want to like push you and they want they right. you want someone to kind of like 
makes you go on another level. I know, yeah, that's what it's. Hard. Yeah, but uh, what goals are you? What what goals do you feel like you've accomplished though? Uh, I mean, I I feel like so I was working on this um, Asian American history project. It was mm-hmm. going to be. Uh, this website that oh that's right I remember I saw yeah, the Facebook post yeah, yeah. how how was that going this website of um, just kind of like laying out Asian American history in the past two hundred years in terms of moments and people and um, terms that we should know but then it just it was a massive pro- it is a massive project like trying to it's just a bunch of research like mm-hmm. I've I've ordered books on Amazon. I've mm. read, read, seen, vi- watched videos, articles, like looked at people's, you know, so many Wikipedia pages, mm-hmm. like so much reading. And I still feel like um, I'm not that knowledgeable. So I, I think I'm just trying to get more of a grasp on it. And there's so much to cover. So I'm trying to figure out like, okay, what's, what should I cover now? What should I kind of wait till later? I'm trying to figure out the format of it and everything. And then finding a web designer because I think that's like my biggest hurdle because I can't design a website and I tried and it looked horrible. So I I think like after I find that, I think I'm going to get the piece together. Oh, have you reached out to, have any creators at Mal, at Mal try to, have you tried to? No, but I feel like, I feel bad. Hasn't it was so busy and I, I don't know. And that makes sense. I yeah. sh- and I don't know that many web developers personally, but I should try. Mm-hmm. Like send out an email. Do a Craigslist ad. Right. And that's a thing. Like, I don't know how much I trust. I feel like it's a lot of work. Mm-hmm. And then I did. You don't ask the rate. Yeah. Yeah. You could always ask the rate. Right. I did ask. Uh, I did find a, a great designer and I like paid her and everything. Mm-hmm. Which is, you know, Asian American woman. But I think like finding. It is. Yeah. Like. Uh, a designer on my budget. Yeah. Because <laughs> I've been through that shit too. Like. Uh, I. Like I, I think I told uh, Kendra was the guest when I did it when I said it, but I, I put a and I don't know Craigslist looking for a co-host for this. Mm. Uh, I've done that, and then like uh, just just finding some f- ways to interact with people is always interesting, and then yeah. uh, especially with finding rates and everything. So yeah, totally with you there. Yeah. All right. Uh, what's what's been a song that's been stuck in your head lately? Um. Even though SZA's album's been out for you know probably a few weeks, I'm, now, I'm so proud you just had a you just had the answer like that. Somebody, oh, because some I people just, are just like, because uh. I keep listening to it like okay. it, it hasn't gotten old, and I've I've rinsed that album probably like a hundred times. Wait, what album are we talking about? SZA Control. Oh, I, I'm not gonna lie, I've probably long listened to that album like maybe like twice. Oh, really? It's I because just, I really uh, like hers album better. Oh, yeah. I love her. Yeah, her oh, like gosh. I've been listening to her volume two, and I like that I like so much more. Better or whatever. I got better. into volume two first, so that was like I was like, "What oh. is this? This is amazing!" So, so I didn't get a chance to. So I, I kind of have a different oh, opinion on volume one. Okay, but I really love volume two. But because I couldn't get into volume two because I love volume one. Oh, so I'm the same way with volume one. Oh, I'm interesting. Because yeah. like I like the song I really like is "Say It Again." Say, uh, yeah, that's say it again. And uh, I think I don't like he can uh, something you you can't make me love you the way I don't some oh, shit like that. Okay. Her writing is yeah, great. it is really good. Yeah, yeah. So is SZA's. That's yeah. why her SZA has. What's been your favorite song off? Uh, off I off love control? it's. I feel like it changes every week. Mm-hmm. Um, but right now I love Normal Girl. Mm. Yeah, like her her writing style is just so. I think as a writer, that's why I've listened to it. It's so relatable much, too, I'm like, like yeah. How are you? How did you write 
is mm-hmm. like her, even her melodies and her flow is just very it's it's not linear at all i need it to give her more of a chance these, yeah. I, I really loved uh love z I love Z a lot. See, I need to go back and listen to her older stuff because I've only heard it. Like yeah, like the, the, people were talking about how basically the uh, like somebody who have like jumped on the bed rang it because of control. Yeah, ex- and then, I have for sure. And then I've even uh, I made a joke because the place we're recording is called Control Collective. That, oh, that's uh-huh. the name of her fan group, the Control Collective. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, so right. stuff like that is always funny. Are you going to? Are you seeing her on tour? Did you get a, no, a ticket? No, I didn't. I'm like not. You're not in the I concerts? have to love the artists. Like I cannot, like live without seeing them or whatever to go buy a ticket for them, unless it just like happens last minute. Or it's free. Like, oh, you want to go? Yeah, or it's free. Cause I'll go to like you know two or so festivals every year, mm-hmm. and I feel like I'm bound to see them. Yeah. A uh, what's been the last one you've been to then? I went to Coachella. Oh, are you yeah. going? Are you going to FYF? Yeah, I'm going to FYF. Oh, I will be there too. Oh yeah yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, I'm going with going with some homies, so nice. that'll be a lot of fun. Maybe we can all meet up there. Yeah yeah. Because I didn't go to Out Future Carnival, but. Uh, oh, yeah. Camp Vlognock? I didn't go to Camp Vlognock. Oh, that I wanted, was so great. I wanted to go, but oh, that was uh, I, think I, was, I think it was either sold out or I was just broke one of the two. Oh, okay, yeah. One of the that typical Tuesdays. That one was great. FYF has a great lineup, though. Like, I, it does. Than, it seems better they than always have. They always have. It's always right at Coachella, in my opinion. Like, yeah. and so, I'm so excited to see a Tribe Called Quest finally. Missy. Oh, Tribe, yeah. Tribe. Like, but, I, like, Missy is what sold the ticket. Mm-hmm. For me. I was like, "Oh my god, when am I gonna get like? To what see is that Missy? stage gonna look like? That yes. is good. I'm so hyped for that. And then uh, of course Frank. So oh yeah, yeah, yeah. If he doesn't, if he doesn't back out, Solange because she is like has proven herself yeah. to be a performer. What I love though is that she's uh, she's doing these performances at like museums. Like she's doing exactly like, like the MoMA like, and stuff like that. She is an artist. Yeah, like, the definition of yeah. a modern artist. Like I feel like low key she influences Beyonce, but. Right. We, we won't give her the full credit for that. She, I didn't know that she wrote a lot of Destiny's Child songs. I didn't know that either. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, I was just going back to all the stuff about Solange. Like, um, you remember that song Puppy Love by Bow Wow? Yeah. With? With Bow Wow. Was it with Sierra or no? No, it was, um, it was like Lil, Lil, Lil Bow Wow. It was, uh, it was off yeah, his first album. Maybe. But yeah but uh in the video uh Solange is the video girl it's like she's That's the right. she's the she's the video girl in a uh, yeah. I think Bow was like gotta be like what 12 10 and then oh Solange is just God. towering over him because wow. she's probably like what 16 oh my God, yeah so funny. stuff like that is is just great like just yeah. going back to that um or I'm even trying to see her at Hollywood Bowl because she's oh. doing the show with um uh, with blood orange Kalela so, like mm. that would be a lot of fun but there's there's almost too much going on in LA for for our own good. Yeah, that's why I'm like I just have to choose. Another choose. question. Um, what's been what's been one of your favorite events while you've been in LA? Because you've been in LA for how many three, years? It'll be oh my god, it'll be four years in September. Wow, it'll be three years for me in January. Oh dang. Yeah. I mean, I know that's not like a lot compared to some people who've been here like 11 years or so but it just feels so years, it feels so long especially for what yeah, we've been doing like we've been just exactly. like hustling and bustling yeah so like four years i'm like whoa where did that go exactly yeah but yeah. what's been one of your favorite events or maybe oh, or one of your greatest la memories man uh i have like like good stories and then i have good um like memories like share what you like like a good story is um one time i went to drake's house and broke his racing game what and this is like how did you get to drake's house it was like it was before he was like drake drake like i think wait what 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 album was this like take Uh, care 
Okay, whatever. I think this was February of 2014. So this had to be, this was probably, no, this was, this wasn't before if you're reading this. So this was between, this was probably around the time of So Far, so far Gone. Was it, wait, what's the, what's the one with his head in the clouds? That's, I think that's it. If you're reading this, it's too late, no? No, that's, uh, I. Wish think, you, no, wait, no. Damn, I don't not, know. Not if you're reading this too late. Like something, wish you were here or something. Damn it, <laughs> it I don't sounds know. like it. Uh, I'm looking like this is what my phone is for. Yeah. All right. Wait. It's not because it's it's take care. No, take care is the one where he's just like yeah, sitting at like, the table. Right. I think it's so far gone. I think. No, it's not. It's uh, like. Oh my gosh, why am I? Why am I? Wait, but we're talking about the same album, the one with his head yeah, in the clouds, right? It's like with yeah. What what is it called though? Like Drake. Head cloud. What the? Uh, I want to say this. Um, yeah. Uh, what is it? Nothing was the same. Yes, that's oh it. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> okay, are, are so, we, we were blanking on that. Know, we were, right? it, nothing was the same. Oh, that's the name of it. Yeah. I think that was. Um, what was it? September twenty third. Yeah. So it was not. Uh, it was nothing was the same era. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. So so I like, started from the bottom era. Yeah. Okay. So he was he was big, but he wasn't like. The Drake That's crazy now. that you were even there. I mean, I think like a someone I knew was knew some like party promoter guy, and he was like, "Oh, Drake's having a party." Like, I think they try to position it like, "Oh, he's having a game night. Want to come over?" I'm like, "Game night at Drake's? Okay." So we went, it was legit a game night. Like they were playing pool. Like it was definitely not like a you know crazy. Party. So you saw him and everything. Yeah, yeah. Okay. He was like two feet away from me. Wow, that's trippy. And we were just uh, like playing pool, or I was playing a racing game, and I accidentally broke it. I had to like slowly walk away. Dip, dip, dip. Yeah. Be out, be out, be out, right, be out, be right. out. Yeah. And then, um, uh, but I, I was, I think it was, it was this weird energy of everyone knew that we were at Drake's house, obviously, and everyone knew that Drake was right there, but no one really wanted to like be that person and bother him and say anything. Exactly. You just gotta so, pretend like you exactly. belong. Exactly. Yeah. I was like. Just gonna act like, yeah. and I wanted to say like, oh, thanks. Like uh, when I was leaving, I wanted to say bye and like, oh, thanks for having us over. But I'm like, man, he don't care about. Exa- yeah, like, he, he didn't know me. Yeah. Like I don't need this. Yeah. I feel like I'm just gonna be a bother. And it was just, it was weird. Like, um, oh, what's that guy's name? Matt Kemp. Matt Kemp. Matt Kemp. He's this like. Is he a singer? Like Dodge. No, he he did Rihanna. He was Matt a Dodgers Kemp. player. But he hit on me, and then he hit on my friend, and I Smooth. think my friend went on a date with him or something. But How was, like, was this date? Did, did she tell you? I don't know. Okay, I don't know. But uh, but yeah, that was that's like a very LA story. But it, I didn't have fun necessarily. It was oh. just like kind of boring actually, and it was just more like, oh my god, I'm gonna drink. Some yeah, that's. I've never heard this story before. I don't think you. Yeah, I've never heard this story. Uh, from it you. was just like because nothing really happened. Oh. Just. It's there, a memory we're telling though. Yeah, it's yeah. like it's, it's something a you can stu- it's something you can stun on for people that are out of town. Like, oh, I was just at a Drake party or yeah, something. Yeah, three years yeah. ago. <laughs> yeah. No, that reminds me of I went on this uh, this Tinder date with this girl. She told me how she got the address to, to Chris Brown's house. Oh my god. <laughs> she got the address to Chris Brown's house, and uh, apparently, like, she tried to go to Chris Brown's house, and Chris Chris Brown wouldn't let anybody in, but he went outside and he got a baseball bat and smashed her car window. Oh. Because I guess he had so many people that came up there. Like she, he, he didn't know her, and he just went up there and just like started smashing her windshield or her 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 headlights headlights or something. Crazy. Exactly, and I think she was she was in like a a legal battle with him. 
for real, like a small oh legal battle. God. Yeah, like she tried to, uh, she tried to sue him, or she's still oh, like in, crazy. in like a, a suit with him. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, that tribute. Yeah. Man, L.A. Yeah, you never know what could happen. And then I guess for me, like I, <laughs> I remember I went to one one event, and then I think someone lied and said, "Oh, we're about to head to the weekend's house. We're gonna have this party at the weekend's house." It was not the weekend's house. Oh. It, was, it, was just, it was just some house in the hills. Oh, uh, just some random house, and I think we were just staying there, and then. But it sucked because, like, uh, it was just some random rich white kid's house. But he assumed that one of my friends was stealing. So that sucked. So, oh, man. Yeah, like, we were, I think we were in his closet. We were just, like, hanging out in his closet. And they, they thought we stole something. Oh, yeah, that's shit man. like that. Yeah, that's, uh, shout out to Lauren. She was the one that, <laughs> that went to, to that party with me. Like, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, stuff like that is just crazy. Uh, but, oh, yeah. There was another time when I thought that um i was with my my friend and we hopped into this guy's car that i had only met like one other time mm, that's how it always also, happens no there were two guys their names were doc and ghost so if that says anything like mm-hmm. not they sound like real the, big guys meh, uh, no but they were just like i don't know i didn't know much about them right so they could have been shady for all i know like mm-hmm. i had no idea i'd just known them. i had met them once or twice before we ran into them on hollywood boulevard they're like oh we're gonna go to you know the studio one of course you know that that's line. the typical like, oh, line yeah we're like man oh this this is when we had just moved to la or i had just moved to la so mm-hmm. we're like okay let's go we get in the car and then we're like, uh oh, wait, should we have gotten in the car? We don't know these people. We're basically in a car with strangers. This is what they tell you not to do. We're driving, driving. The guy um, in the passenger seat light, um, like lights up a joint or something. Then we get pulled over by the police. It's like this becomes this thing. And then he, like, I think he, like, ended up swallowing the rest of his blunt or something to, like, oh, not shit. get caught or something. I don't know. And then. He apparently the guy driving had like a warrant out for his arrest, but it was for like parking tickets, nothing like you know, mm. violent or whatever. But then they let us go. It was this whole thing. I thought I was gonna go to jail for a second. Then they drove down this these like dark streets. We were like, oh my god, are we are we gonna are we gonna be alive by the end of that? Like, mm-hmm. should we have a contingency plan? And then um, they took us to this like villa in this like hotel off Sunset. And it was Jeremiah's party. Like we had, wow. and he introduced us to. He was like, "Oh, this is so and so, so and so." And he was like, "Oh, I'm Jay. Nice to meet you." And I'm like, oh, "I'm Jessica." I didn't even realize because I don't think I like recognized Jeremiah. Mm. And then someone said Jeremiah later, and I looked at him and I was like, "No, that oh, that's, that's always Jeremiah. funny. Like when you see like quote unquote celebs or famous yeah. people, like you double say, like, is that them? Or yeah, you're like, Cause, yeah, because yeah. that's never what happened. Seen yeah, in that's what happened when I, I saw Vita the Chicago kid at, at a barbershop. Oh. Like I wanted to go get a haircut, and I was like, that guy looks really familiar. And the next <laughs> thing I know, he was like, I'm BJ, and I was like, oh shit, that's him. Uh, right, right. <laughs> yeah, I was yeah. like, I was just I was sitting next to him the entire time while getting my haircut, and he was just sitting there, and I was like, uh. oh shit, that's him. Right, yeah, right. Stuff like that. That's just, LA. Yeah, that is very LA. Yeah. Uh, do you have any? What about Chicago? Did you like? How was your summer in Chicago for me? Like, I don't, I don't think I've ever heard anything or about your experience at all. It cause, was great. Yeah, because we didn't, because I didn't see you until Face of Talent. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah. yeah. I mean, it was great. It was. I think it was the perfect city and the perfect group of people because New York they have way too many interns. I or not too many, but it was just so many. They interns. do cram everybody in that like that uh that dorm housing. Yeah, but there's so many that people don't really like get to know everyone. It does get very clickish, I'll say. Exactly. But then what sucks clickish. is that like once the people that weren't in New York they they come in, it becomes even more clickish because the right? New York people just like, oh, stay New to York. themselves. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So, 
So then it's like, okay, New York is, you know, becomes quickish, it's too big. LA is like too small because there's like five people. Mm. So it's hard to... Yeah, know. I can imagine. Yeah. So Chicago, we had maybe 15 or so. We all, it was just like a episode, episodes of Friends every day. Mm. Just like we all lived, you know, like across the hall from each other. We hung out all the time. Went to, we, most of us were new to Chicago. So we explored the city together. So we would go out and see different things. And Chicago summertime is amazing. There's like Jazz Fest, Chicago Food Fest, Rib Fest, Rib uh, Wicker Fest. Park Fest. Like there's all these festivals and things to do. And so we just, Lollapalooza, like we just go out and oh, do Did you go to Lollapalooza yet? Yeah, I did. I did. So it was fun. I, I think I made the most out of my time in Chicago and I loved it. And then I love, love, love the people that I was with too. Like I still keep in touch with a lot of them mm-hmm. and... Um, it was a, it was just a good a really good experience. Yeah. Like, I'm surprised, uh, like as social as you are, that you don't really do like more like event planning or anything like that. Like, or you're not like promoters like very demeaning. I would say yeah. I, I don't want to say promoter, but, right? but I would yeah. say like not like, something like yes, Jules, but not as just like not as out there. Yeah, not, not, nothing yeah. is like yeah, right. Nothing, nothing as 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 vain as yes, Jules. I could see you doing something like that. Yeah, but I just don't know how to. I love getting people together. I think. But my thing has always been my groups of friends are so different from each other mm-hmm. that I've always said if they if they were all in one room, I don't know if they'd all get along because they're mm. so different. And like, I don't know. I mean, I should just try it, though, because who knows? Because I just like people with good vibes. I mean, how did it go? At, I mean, this is probably a terrible example. How did it go at your birthday? Was that like a good? Yeah, yeah, but I think it was like a lot of the people, you know, who were like in similar groups and then like some people... I feel like, I mean, it was good, though. And mm-hmm. then most people who knew each other kind of just sat with each other. Gotcha. That's how it usually goes down, like, lunch table vibes. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Like, the, these are the these are the, the popular kids. These are the, the most, the best people in the entire world. Right. I'm trying to quote Mean Girls, but I'm getting yeah. it wrong. But I also, I feel like I don't have, not to, like, you know, talk shit about my friends, but because I, I love them. They're but your friends. You I, don't have a lo- I don't have a lot of friends that will, like, show up, I feel like. Yo, can we get? Can I get real for a second? I mean, but the, isn't that with everyone? That is, that, like, at the very. I'm gonna be real honest. I don't really depend on a lot of my. I I have very lucky yeah, to just my friends. Like, right? like even like I some uh Caleb one the last episode. Like I was trying to do so. Like I didn't even really want to do something for my birthday because like I knew people weren't gonna show up. Right. Like, it's just like yeah, that. only like maybe like a couple like one person showed up, and I was like, I don't want to do this. I know, and it's hard, and it's hard because I know that it's dependent on a lot of factors, right? Yeah. What area you're in, like you know what you do. Cause sometimes I'm like. You're going to that restaurant? I don't even want to eat yeah. at that restaurant. Like, I'm not about to spend my money and eat at a restaurant. I don't yeah. want to eat. I'll admit it, though. I would, I would probably do the same thing. I would probably flake on somebody, too. Exactly. Like, That's why it's hard, because I'm like, it's I very Yeah, it. I would be the same oh. way. But I think I'm trying to I'm trying to build up my karma now. I'm trying to... I know. Me, too. Yeah, like, my karma's terrible. Like, people... Like, I, I feel like even with this podcast, I have to, like, beg people to come up here yeah, to, yeah. to talk to me. So I'm trying to build my karma and support other people so they can support me. Right. Yeah. But now, I, I feel like now I'm at the point where I'm like, okay, just... Gravitate towards people who are doing shit. Because have you ever heard this? Um, I don't know if there's a quote or anything, but if you want something done, ask a busy person. Ask the busiest person you know. I feel. How does that work though? Because a busy person knows how to get shit done. Because if. But you what if they're too busy for you? But if I mean, it depends on the tasks, you know. Like uh-huh. I wouldn't. Like I wouldn't ask you to be like, hey, can you like? Uh, I don't know. Like send me a list of your. I don't know, but something like it has to be reasonable but 
I feel like if, but I, I want to see where you're coming from because like a lazy person won't, won't do it exactly, at all exactly exactly okay if I see you what ask you mean. someone who's just used to getting shit done used to like you know managing their time used to just doing bam 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 this and that then they're most likely gonna you know show up and do something yeah I see you. what you mean like all right I mean I don't like I, re- I appreciate my friends and but I I do kind of wish that I'm not reliable, but I, I can understand why they're not as reliable, too. I know. Especially in L.A., everyone's right. busy. There's so much going on, and mm-hmm. we're all so far apart exactly. that it's, it's like kind of hard. Yeah. I'm like, what area? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like, where are you? And then, because <laughs> so many things add up, because, like, especially in the group chat, we talk about, like, meetups and stuff, but mm-hmm. I'm calculating, like, oh, do I have to take an Uber there? Like, how much of those drinks would cost? I know, like, how, I, right? Or even, like, I even calculate when everybody's going to be there. Like, I hate being the first person there. Exactly. And I'm not trying to, like... I'm, I'm going to be there? Exactly. Right? I don't want to look around. Food? Exactly. There, right. There's always a... Th- is there going to be a line? You don't mm-hmm. want to be standing in line. Mm-hmm. Like, there's, there's all these factors, but I think I try to... I mean... I've, I've been trying to like show up for the people who I actually believe in their vision mm-hmm. and their work. Like if I, you know, my friend the other week had a listening party for his album and he's like this growing artist. He's mm-hmm. like not that, not that popping yet, but I really believe in his, mm-hmm. his, in him as an artist, like his music, his songwriting, his story, like everything I believe in some. So I made it a point, like whenever I can show up for him, I'm going to show up. Mm-hmm. Or even people are just like tired in a way. Like I, I remember like same thing with the, with the listening party. I I told myself I was gonna go and support my friend, but I was dead tired from from working. I know. And then I even see your uh, your Instagram story sometimes. You're like, should I go out or not? You're just like right? dead ass tired. I know. Yeah. Like last night, I honestly didn't make it. Like my friend was in town for 24 hours because he's like serving in the army. Mm-hmm. And I saw him like a couple months ago, but I knew that he wanted me to come out, and I was like, oh, I should. Like, yeah, that's what it balances it too. Is like the importance. Like, if like are they gonna be here? Like, uh. Like, how long are they going to be in town? We'll figure out yeah. a time. Like, it's just finding out. Like, you almost have to force yourself right? to get out of bed. But then, like, at midnight when, you know, we don't have any, like, plans yet, I'm like, I have to go to sleep. Exactly. Like, past the point of, mm-hmm. of no. Yeah, I can't keep waiting or or you're almost yeah. you're almost waiting on an answer from other people. Yeah, yeah. Because I'll admit, like, I'm willing to do things by myself, but there are certain things, like, I think that's, uh, that's what I've learned to appreciate, like, with these with these constant disappointments, I don't want to. Let's see. Right. That's the reason yeah, I can yeah, say for yeah, disappointments, yeah. but I just learned to to accept doing things by myself. Like me too. Like I can't remember the last time I went to a movie with somebody. I'll, oh I'll admit, wow! I'm dead ass serious. I can't remember the last time I went to the movie. Wow. With somebody. I went. Uh, I can't like. I'm so comfortable with eating by myself. Uh, oh yes. Yeah, stuff eating, like that. Absolutely. Yeah, like like some like the, stuff like that. You just have to accept, or you just right, have to right, be comfortable right. with doing. Yep, yep, yep. Exactly. And then sometimes you can actually. I think sometimes it's great to go place it by yourself because it it's you're more likely to meet someone because you're not going to meet a new person or a lot of times you're not going to if you're already with someone because yeah. you're going to be talking to the person yeah. you're with. are you the kind of person that you'll run into people like you won't run into anybody by yourself but when you're with somebody you'll run into people you know are, oh, you, are you one of those people uh, maybe i feel like i run that into happens people. to me a lot that happens uh, to, like if i'm walking by myself i won't see anybody but oh. if i'm with a friend I'll be like, oh, I haven't seen you in a couple months. And then like, oh, such and such, such and such and such. Like oh, that's that's how it usually goes down for me. I, I think I like, I think it's a good amount for me. Like I, I think because I've been in LA for almost four years and like when you run in the same circles and whatnot, you just kind of like at, at most events I go to, I'll see at least one person I know. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm like, okay, 
it's not that big of a deal if I go alone because there have been times I go alone and I see someone that I know and then I'll like hang out with them yeah. for a bit. What would how would you rate your percentage of like friends and acquaintances? Oh, I don't know. Like maybe I don't know. Because I feel like when you that it just comes with something when you you when you're in L.A. for a certain amount of time, you just develop so many acquaintances mm-hmm. from like going. To Very true. Places. Like it almost takes time for uh, like you actually have to get to know them a little more for them to actually yeah. like become the title of being friends. Right. Right. Yeah. Like I went to the um, that California African-American History Museum. The other yeah. Day how was that? that? Yeah, it was great. Yeah. But I was like, oh, I bet I, I was like, I'm sure I'll run into at least. A couple of people I know there. And I did. I ran into like two or three mm-hmm. or four people I knew. Yeah. What's interesting is that I've grown like the acquaintance, the friendship relationship has grown for me for people. But by, by just seeing them all the time, like uh, like my homie Marvin, like we were just acquaintances, like we were co-workers at one point. Mm-hmm. But I was I would always see him at events. Like I, like I remember we saw each other at, like a Janae Aiko show. We went to, we saw each other at, like a Tori Moi show. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, dude, I keep running into you at all these events. Which means that you have the same. Interest. Exactly. And then you we were we're homies now and then he was even on an episode for the podcast oh, so like nice. it's funny how friendships just develop in that way exactly yeah can we talk about that how like after like basically after post-college it's almost impossible to like develop friendships yeah i know that's why that's why a lot of the times you you just develop friendships with people you see consecutively a lot very because true then that means all right you have things to talk about mm-hmm. and you like the same thing yeah yeah one thing i like about you is that uh you're you seem like the kind of person like even like in relationships like you still hold on to friendships very tightly i i try to so like i mean you've you've met my boyfriend i have yeah yeah well like we took a break and then now we're back together you oh i didn't know that yeah, we're back that's, together. That's, that's, what's, that's what's up that's awesome <laughs> right, yeah so. i've only met him once but i'd love, love to meet him yeah, again. he's a yeah. cool guy he was yeah a cool guy. he's great and so i think um there was like, cause he's kind of my first relationship after like post college, mm-hmm. and so kind of navigating between like having my own own life, and not that he's he, um, like it's not his fault by any means. I do this to myself because I'm like, oh, I want to spend all my time with him, and then yeah. I realize so it's good because he travels a lot and he's like you know doing um like a, a mini tour right now so he's like yeah he's town. killing it yeah so i'm like okay it's good because I, yeah i miss him but at the same time it's great because i get like I, I can do all these things without me being like oh i want to okay i want to see him now because I, I literally can't see mm-hmm. him. so it's good because now i feel like i get you know everything out of the way while he's out of town yeah. and then i spend time with him when he's in town. yeah this is me like being real for a second uh i remember i went i went on a date with a girl like two weeks ago and I think she was probably the first person I ever admitted that I've never been in a relationship with anybody I've never been in a relationship period mm-hmm. uh, but I think what I um, one thing I want to figure out because I've never since I've never had like an official relationship is that mm-hmm. how often do you do you feel like you talk to your significant other like I'm, I realize I'm not the kind of person that texts every like I'm not the kind of 24 mm-hmm. hour texter but mm-hmm. per, kind of person because I like I like to have an excuse to miss somebody oh, yeah okay. like uh, and I feel like uh, in real life interactions are so much better because mm-hmm. how long is a technical conversation I'm, I'm going to be honestly because mm-hmm. it's almost it almost keeps leading up to like what are you doing what are you doing I know, yeah you think of the same stuff exactly I think it I think 
like when my boyfriend and I we first started dating, we didn't text each other. We I mean we texted each other a lot. Mm-hmm. We like I'd tell him like every single one of my thoughts and mm-hmm. like we'd send and there are days even now where we'll just send each other memes all day. Yeah, like, like ex- exactly like that's the kind of relationship I would love where you're yeah, just like sending funny we, shit to each right, other all exactly, the time. Yeah. We have a, a similar sense of humor. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times we're just like sending each other things or like articles or videos or whatever. Mm-hmm. So but then there will be days where, you know, he's working or I'm working and we maybe text like once and that's like at the end of the day, like, oh, hey, like, what mm-hmm. do you, you know, what do you want to do for dinner? Or like, what, when are you coming over? Whatever. Yeah. Is. So I think it just depends. I think it's like a, a balance and like it depends on the dynamic and the person. Like, I'm a big texter and he's not really. Mm-hmm. So then sometimes we'll, I mean, it depends too. Like, that's almost, in, that's almost great it. when like, that person pushes it out of you they push you to text more because yeah. because they're just so great to talk to you yeah yeah, yeah. but it, it really depends because sometimes like you're just in a different mood you mm-hmm. know and then i feel like i text him a bunch of random stuff and i used to take it really personally when he would just send me one word answer back yeah or like slow where people get slow responses yeah. like <laughs> i mean luckily yeah. well, something i always loved about my boyfriend is that he's really fast or he's like really a really good responder Mm -hmm. for the most part unless he's like really you know in the zone or like doing Mm -hmm. something which i totally understand but um but i'll like send him this like long thought i have and then he'll be like cool yeah and i'm like hey but i just sent you this long thing and all you say and now i just realized oh okay that's just how he is Mm -hmm. and he legit like doesn't know what to say Mm -hmm. back like i saw a funny meme on i what i do you remember that singer heather healy from like the early 2000s But there's a, there's a, you might remember the song though, but, uh, there was a meme of like when, when she doesn't text back and then they were playing her song, like, I just ain't fair the way you treat me. Oh, no, maybe. you don't do this. Oh, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I'm, that I'm makes gonna, sense. Can I play the song real quick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. That makes You might sense. remember the song, but it was just so funny, like, because yeah. I forgot how good that song was too, by the way. So, uh, so stuff like that is. Yeah, that makes sense. I, sp- I think. Especially because me, I have a personality that's just like my emotions are just always on a constant yeah. roller coaster. Oh, why am I searching this one? So I'm like, why did this me? You know, you're so mean to me. Yeah. Why did you text me back? Exactly. That's like equal to, and it took me a bit to realize. Anakin, you know, you're breaking my heart. Yeah, it doesn't really mean yeah. anything. That's because, true. Like, I think that's one thing as as millennials, even as much right? as I hate that word, we yeah. gotta. We gotta remember. I mm-hmm. uh, yeah. This you might remember the song. You might. You might not. You might remember. It's it's like that neo soul like shea butter era from the early thousands. Uh-huh. It sounds like a karaoke song. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like yeah. Something that will be yeah, it's time to go to the hook. Yeah, this. Yeah, they're playing this. Yeah, this part. That's basically it. Yeah, this is, it sounds like a song that would be on soundtrack of yeah, like Love Jones or one of those. Ex- very ch- no, yeah. I, I'm so mad. I didn't go to the. There was like a 20th anniversary for Love Jones, and uh, somewhere in. Uh, in Beverly Hills and like Lorenz Tate and Nia Long were there oh, I had tickets and I was gonna bring this girl but uh, I, I was working and I was broke so, oh, <laughs> so I didn't go yeah. but cause I remember like I like to remember things about when uh, when I'm listening to when I'm on a date or something like 
uh, like I think one of the first conversations we had, we were talking about Love Jones, and then I was like, "That's gonna be what I'm gonna do," stuff like yeah. that. Uh, but fuck, what was it? Oh no, n- another question. What's your go-to karaoke song? Because you were talking about karaoke. I love karaoke. Yeah, my go-to always is. I have a, I have a list, but like on top of that list is um, Alicia Keys' "If I Ain't Got You." Whoa. I love that one. That's like my favorite one to oh. sing. How does that go again? My friend. Oh, oh. Uh, yes, uh, true. Yeah. Okay. I my friends are probably tired of one song. The song that's been stuck in my head by Alicia Keys is "Diary." Like I love that oh, song yeah, so much because so I'll sing it. I like lip sync it in my car. Like the I won't yeah. say, I won't uh-huh. say yeah. Whoa, whoa. Yeah, that song. I uh, like stuff like that. I yes. love so much. Probably my go-to is When Doves Cry by, by Prince. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's a good that's, uh, Yeah, I, I have so many memories from that song. Yeah, that's a good one. I said, uh, we've been talking for a minute. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that, though. It's, it's natural. It's yeah. everything. Uh, we'll probably close out eventually. But uh, this is like a, a closing question I, really, I usually mm-hmm. ask. What's, what's been something you loved, hated, and created this week? Okay, loved. Loved, yeah. Love can basically be like content you experienced, maybe an experience you had, uh, and then creative is basically something you did. Like maybe you had, maybe you made a nice sandwich. And oh, okay. It doesn't okay. have to be something creative. It doesn't, it doesn't have to be something that worked. Maybe it's just something. Maybe you made a cool video, or maybe, or even like an Instagram story that you really like that yeah. you that you did. So, you go. Okay. Uh, so let me look back on my camera. Okay. I feel like, <laughs> so, like even I even love could be like a meme or something so. that you saw or right. a video yeah. or. Or hate it. Uh, what was something I hated? I don't know. Um, I don't know. This first, this first video. I mean, this first photo that comes up is a. Uh, uh, I was driving. My boyfriend and I were driving. We were talking about like we had just. I had just shown him that um, Twenty One Savage video. It's a knife. Oh yeah. Because <laughs> I didn't realize that that's where it's a came from. Yeah, like, you didn't know that. Yeah, oh. I was just like. I showed my friend uh, this video, like they did a parody of what a 24 se- 21 Savage was a, a a substitute teacher, and it's called "It's a Lesson." Oh no, my <laughs> Wait, God. can I play? Can I play for yeah. you? All right, I'm gonna play it. But but the reason why, like, um, so I just shown him that video, and then we were driving, and I saw this uh, re- Japanese restaurant, and it was literally called "Isa Restaurant." Like it said, is- the restaurant is called Isa. Like I S A, just one A. No, uh, someone did a parody of that with Issa Rae. Like they they use Issa Rae for oh, for uh, for that. Yeah, yeah. So then I was like, it's a restaurant, and we were just cracking <laughs> like that photo. Oh man, it's a restaurant. That is funny. Hold on, I'll play I'll play the video real quick. That's not it. Oh, here we go. Good morning, class. As you all know, I'll play like 30 seconds and then we'll make it today. So we have a new substitute. Mr. Savage. Everyone say hi. Hi, Mr. Savage. Alex, would you please stop drawing superheroes? Thank you. Sorry, Principal Pescacelli. <laughs> Not. <laughs> and I'll be seeing you after class, Mr. Amatista Kids. Oh, well, that's great. Mr. Savage is eager to teach you guys. A professional at work. If you don't mind, start. I'll facilitate you. And remember, we're teaching them the basics of 21. 21. Oh, okay. It's a bar. It's a bar. It's a plane. Oh, my God. It's a ball. It's a ball. 
It's a train. It's a train. Pay attention over class. I don't want to hear no sound. Wait, who is that? It's not? It's not him. Oh my god, it's not him. Yeah. It's this guy that does like Kendrick Lamar parodies on, oh, on the internet. Oh my god. No testing eye in a fool. Now that my head will you chew. Use a pen and take some notes. Whoa. I'll be down to what I wrote. It's a booger on the table. Please, somebody pick it up before I show. Hey, somebody, ever, please get that booger. Uh, Mr. Savage, thank you so much. That 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 was a great start. But we gotta stay on the curriculum. The kids are they're learning about it. Teach the kids. Man. Okay. I got this. Uh, well, well, it's a lesson. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yeah, stuff like that is just funny. All right. Wait. So that that was what you love. What did you hate? I don't know. That was that was dumb. But it was just like we were just cracking <laughs> yeah. up. Where was what part of town was that? That was Mid City. Mid City. Like, it's a restaurant. Oh, it's a restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> just cracking up um that was i guess something it's a menu yeah um something i created oh i don't know i i mean i am i'm currently writing something that i haven't published yet because i want like my friend susan to read through are you in a thought catalog i feel like you're in a thought you you really like thought catalog i feel like sometimes thought catalogs they can be very like whiny yeah and the voice seems i think a lot of them have great points but the voice that they're written in a lot of the time seems very like yeah i used to be really into them at first like thought catalog buzzfeed i used to like check them on them all the time yeah but now i i mean i try to write stuff on medium every once in a while so i'm currently writing something about um the ways asian americans can stop contributing to anti-blackness so it's like i just but it's so interesting how they embrace blackness too, like with yeah. Yeah, but the I mean, I'm, I think I'm more talking about like the, the the immigrant generation and like the older generation, and then even but still some like yeah. I still know a lot of Asian people who say things that are problematic. Wow, you could even tie that with Get Out or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah with the, so, the token Asian and that. Yeah, definitely. So I'm writing something in that and kind of um, dissecting that topic. So that is something I'm working on. So that's something I created, I guess, and then. Something I what was the last thing? Something you love, something you hated, something you created. Something I love, something I oh hated. I don't know about hated. Or maybe you saw an you know article that you hated, you're like, that's wrong. Yeah. That's disrespectful. Yeah. Or uh I don't know, maybe a tweet. I mean everything Trump does. Oh okay. everything, but Fuck <laughs> Donald Trump. Yeah. Uh literally anything that comes out of the White House lately is just mm. like, Oh god, why? Let's see. Uh I guess I can go next. All right, sometimes I'll share, sometimes I don't. Mm-hmm. Uh, something I loved. Fuck. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's something that I saw on Twitter because it's always something on Twitter that, that makes me laugh. Mm-hmm. Let's see. It just ain't fair. Uh, no, speaking of that, something random happened to me. Uh, it's so weird. I tweeted this. Uh, I tweeted this thing about. I tweeted this thing about how you, did you hear about how Tracy Ellis Ross might play Miss Frizzle on the Magic School Bus? Really? Uh, they're so doing a remake. They're thinking about it because no, because what happened was that I think someone on either Twitter or Tumblr they did a pair they did they drew a picture of Tracy Ellis Ross as Miss Frizzle, what? and then someone was like, "Man, that should really happen in real life." And then apparently it got to Tracy Ellis Ross, wow. and she was like, "So apparently people on the internet think I should pay I should play." Miss Rose, and she was like, "Tell me more." So apparently, she's interested in doing it. <gasps> oh my god! So that, this is like, like because she looks another like, yeah, example yeah. of a time when the internet helps create something, just yeah. like the the Issa Rae and Ava oh the Renee oh yeah the Rihanna, Rihanna, Rihanna Lupita yeah. 
because that's really being yeah. made. I think Netflix bought it for like fifty yeah. mil or something. What's really what's interesting though is that I wrote I did a tweet response to it. I was like, uh, Twitter makes more things happen than the government. And then I thought I deleted this tweet, but now it's got. I never had like a viral like tweet before, but this got retweeted like fifteen thousand times. What? Yeah, like like it it's crazy because oh I because th- I thought I deleted it, and then oh, I w- sh- I woke up this morning and I was like I got all these fucking notifications, and we, and I'm still getting these notifications. I'm like, especially from a tweet I thought I deleted. Oh my! God. But I think it's funny how organic things happen like that because I did not think that would happen. Wait, what was the tweet? Uh, okay, so I responded to like Shadow. You, do you follow Shadow and Act on Twitter? It's this, uh, it's this, um, it's this account where they talk about like black casting for, uh, for TV shows and movies. And then they were talking about the Tracy Ellis Ross thing. And I responded to their tweet or I I quoted their retweet and I was like, Twitter makes more things happen than the government. And then people just kept retweeting and retweeting. And I was like, fuck Uh, with that. Wait, so Twitter makes things happen. More things happen than the government. Oh yeah, my God, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, because like you, even what you were saying about Lupita and yeah, Rihanna, and like yeah, it like what do you? It would be so dope if like Twitter was like a branch of the government, like or like some kind of social branch or something, because yeah. they do make things happen. But but I feel like the only like more like entertainment stuff, like it'd be cool yeah. if they did more more political. So like, what if they there's like a political outreach of like how many retweets until Trump gets retweet uh, get, gets impeached, like three million, right? and they're like bet. I or know, something like right? that yeah gosh and like instead of petitions like you know? exactly like retweet like exactly. but i wish that happened for other things like what if there was something like for every retweet there's like clean water to flint michigan or some shit like yeah, that that yeah. something like that could be very very powerful right like putting action behind exactly you know? i yeah yeah Less less trigger fingers, more Twitter yeah, fingers. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, back to what I love to hate and create it. Uh, fuck, I was supposed to go back to my to my phone. Uh, something I loved was probably this meme of uh, <laughs> it was this, it was this old vine of this kid and his older brother, and they're rapping they're rapping on the camera, mm-hmm. and the older brother's like. Uh, me and whatever his little brother's name is, we about to get rich. And then their mom is in the in the video too. She's like, he's like, but mom, uh, can you do a split on a dick? And then, the, and then the mom was like, I'm about to beat the fuck out of you. Oh my god! <laughs> like stuff like that was funny. Oh my it was, god! Hold on, let me see if I can find it because that oh that was so funny. Oh my gosh! Or something else is uh, they did like this trap parody of the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. And even I'm I'm saying all the shit I love. Uh, something else I love, like they they released more photos of the of the Black Panther movie. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, the, the, that looked amazing. It does, also, yeah. Like all they, the photos. Yeah, they also released um, Wrinkle in Time photos. Wrinkle in Time. Oh, was that with the one with Oprah, right? Yeah, Oprah. Mindy I saw. Kling, yeah. Uh, Ava DuVernay's new film. I don't know how that. Well, there's so many things I, I love this week. Like I love that Lil B got. Got dreads now. Oh really? Lil B got dreads. I, <laughs> uh, I'm not gonna go to that. I'm not gonna find that vine. I'm, I'm too lazy. I, <laughs> uh, but uh, something I hated this week. Something I hated. Um. Uh. I guess I hated that. I love that Insecure. I mean, I love that Atlanta got nominated for for Emmys. But Insecure did not. Yeah. Did not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I guess that's something I hated. Cause I think it was worthy. I don't think it would win, but I think it was worthy of a nomination. Right, yeah. I really hope. Uh, I really hope Donald gets an Emmy. 
Yeah. I know. That would be, be so that, that'd be so great. I love that Lena Waithe and Izzy's and Sorry's Thanksgiving oh, Master episode N- got nominated. It better have. It that better. Was amazing. Like that was one of the best episodes. Yeah, how was that uh the the QA that you went to uh It was so great. Yeah. She's a, like she seems cool her as fuck. Story, yeah. Like in her um talking about how she used to work for Gina Prince Bythewood and Who is that? She uh created Love and Basketball. Oh and, um, the new show Shots Fired. Shots Fired. I think and she did she Brown Sugar. No, she, she did, did a lot She of did Beyond the Lights movies. too. Yes, yeah. She's done a lot Beyond of Lights movies. is such an underrated movie. I know. Like I, I didn't I didn't movie. I didn't realize how good it was until I actually saw it because the pre because like the promotion for it was terrible. Because, uh, like you're like Oh, it's a singer movie with Machine Gun Kelly. I don't care. And then oh, I actually saw yeah. it, and I was like, "This is so good." And I'm in love with Goo 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 Goo. It's so gorgeous. Oh yeah. Like, she, wait, who did she? What other role did she play? Oh, she played. Um, uh, she was in Beauty what is and the Beast. She was like oh, one of the. That makes so much sense. And then she was the, in this like the duster. All uh, right, this other movie like Antoinette or Annabelle oh, or some yeah, some yeah. shit. All uh, right, but yeah, she's. I think I saw her randomly at. ArcLight, because oh, there's always there's always random celebs at the ArcLight on Hollywood, oh, and I, yeah, I saw yeah. her there. Yeah. Uh, I, I think she was with some she was with some some dude, so I didn't really want to say anything. Yeah. <laughs> but but I was like, oh my gosh, that's yeah, her. Yeah. Uh, but something I created this week definitely, uh, definitely the Jay Z animations I finally finished last night because mm-hmm. uh, I, I did like this animation of Jay Z lip syncing to Family Feud. Oh nice, that was really nice. cool. And then. I'm excited for this new project that's been in my head, or two two new projects. What I want to do is I want to I want to animate uh, Tyler's um, new album cover. What is it? What, Scum Scum Fuck Flower Boy. Oh, yeah, okay. and I've already got some of the pieces. Like I'm gonna make like the the bees fly past Tyler. I'm gonna make the clouds move oh, on the on nice. the cover, and nice. then hopefully it'd be so dope if Tyler saw it. But nice. if it doesn't, I, if he doesn't, I think it, it would be really fun just to do. And then another thing, I want to get a homie to help me with the music for it. But I want to do this this idea that hit me the other the other day. So I want to do like this animation of Pharrell, like he's he's like a time traveler, oh. but he's time traveling through like art history. Oh, nice! <laughs> and it, cool. it, it'll, be, it'll be fun because I hated art history, so it'll be, give me a chance to like finally like it. Yeah. But nice. maybe I'll work on that. Maybe maybe after this podcast or. I'm probably going to do something to, to, uh, today after this podcast. Either yeah. see War of the Planet of the Apes or work somewhere. I don't know. Oh, nice. Nice. Good yeah. Projects. Exactly. Right? It's good to like put that stuff out there. Yeah, there's always just stuff in my head because you like you always just feel so limited at work because you're always working with a brand. So it's nice exactly. that you just want to work on other stuff. And something else I'm excited about is that Beats is one of our clients. So I'm finally working on like Beats stuff. Oh, nice. So Because I, I love music. I love it. Nice. And amazing. Nice. I, I sound like Lil Wayne. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, but yeah, we probably can close out this podcast pretty soon. Okay. Cool. Uh, uh, do you have like any final remarks? Um, no, I think drink more water. Yeah, drink lots of water. It's really hot outside in LA. Mm-hmm. Um, I think just. I mean, we've been talking so much about like being creatives in the industry, being creatives of color, and everything. It's just really important to find like your tribe and your community, because otherwise, I feel like you're just going. Is that insane. advice you would give to yourself before uh, five years ago? No, because I think I I found it and that's what's kept me mm-hmm. sane. But I think there. Are definitely yeah, I'm still looking for for mine. I feel like I've, I found it somewhat with with you guys and the group, yeah. but I it's always it's always nice to find more more people that to relate to. Right? Every, yeah. 
Right, and I guess like we've been talking about, you know, being showing up for your friends. Mm-hmm. I think it's important because it's important to show up your friends that you actually believe in their work because you want people to show up when it's your turn. Mm-hmm. You showed up for me today, yeah. and I, I yeah. that that means a lot. That means so much to me. Uh, let's see. I don't know. This is yeah. You have any words of wisdom? I uh, I wish I end, could end it with a quote or anything. I I might have to. I I gotta find a better way to close this. But there, uh, the Tom's aunt's been on. He's always had some cool stuff to say. Like, like one thing that's really stuck with me is he talked about the speed of culture. Like, we, like we're basically moving at the speed of culture. Uh-huh. So maybe that's uh, uh, something I can take away from this. Like, keep moving at the speed of culture. Keep embracing. Keep impacting. Keep learning. Keep keep finding a way to to be in this whirlpool of of shit that keeps uh, that keeps interacting with us. Yeah, finding ways to. To be the best you and learn, keep learning because you're always learning. Right. Because if you're not learning, you're you're unlearning. Yep. Exactly. That's. <laughs> I feel like I'm I'm just dragging this shit on. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> I think that's gonna that's gonna end it for episode 17 of the deluxe version. And once again, we got Miss Jessica Chung in the building. Uh, you want to hit them with the the socials if you if. If these thirty listeners want to follow, oh okay, <laughs> hit it with at, the um, Instagram at jazzbereal, J E Z Z B E R E A L. I think Twitter is Jessica Chung, but I don't really tweet that much. No underscore or full, no, full thing. No, just oh, full thing. Oh. And then, really, just you can just search Jessica Chung. Yeah. There are that many Jessica yeah. Chungs in the world. J-E-Z-Z-I-K-A. Two Z's and a K. I K A. Yes. Two Z's and a K. Exactly. Oh my! Wow, that would have been such a cool, cool parody, like a Jay Z parody, like Jay Z. Je- oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. That's that's me overthinking things. <laughs> All right, but uh, until until next time, uh, thank y'all for listening, and we'll catch you later. Bye. Peace. Oh, 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 oh,